Let's check in real quick with Greg on the streets of New York City. He's got something on his mind. Yo, Joe Rogan, I got a question for you. Saw that you were coming to New York City for UFC, and I got excited. Haven't seen you in a while, so I DM'd you, and I also uh, texted you saying, "Hey, man, why don't you do the Opie Radio podcast? It'd be great." I also said, uh, "No pressure if you can't." Also said, "Congrats on the Netflix special, which was awesome." Also said. Congrats on all the continued success. No pressure, but would love to have you on my podcast. And uh, you never wrote me back. Huh? What's that about? I know damn well there was nothing I've uh, I've done to you that would make you not even uh, respond. So maybe you could explain why. You didn't DM me back or text me back when I asked you to do the Opie Radio podcast. All right? All right. I do love you, and I do miss you. Just want an explanation. Peace. Say it ain't so, Joe. Give Greg a call and leave a message on the Opie Radio rant line, 888-505-6743. Time to check the calls. Joey, Chuck B. from New Jersey, from the ITXT. Listen, I uh, listened to the latest episode with Carl screwing up and inviting Gina to the show. Gina, I think, looks like the Friends character where Joey had this girlfriend and she beat him up. Uh, I think it's play, played by Celia Moon Fry, Punky Brewster. Uh, yeah, yeah I think that's what she looks like because she's a little firecracker. And if you start going out with her, I think she'll beat the shit out of you every chance she gets. Um, no, no, no breakup store for me, Joey. I'm a, I'm a piece of shit. I, uh, I'm a, I'm an <laughs> IT guy, man. I don't get, I don't get dates. What are you kidding me? I married the first girl that I had sex with. I'm a big fucking loser. I'm a degenerate gambler. I don't break up, man. I've been married to the same woman for 20 years. I lucked out. Good for you. But yeah. Love the show. Enjoyed it. Glad to hear chef is back from ruizing it up in California. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you. We're rolling. Robert just said, we are rolling. That's right, we are rolling. That fucking voice. Time for the, here comes the echo, Opie Radio Podcast. I used to do that at WBAB out there on Long Island, don't ask. You've been doing this shit a long time. A long fucking time, Carl. You're good at it, man. I appreciate that, Carl. So I find myself back at Westwood One in the lounge, and uh, I don't know, it was about two or three days ago, me and Carl were in this lounge. (laughs) I hope you heard the episode by now. It's the one before this, so you probably did. And, uh, you know, Carl just flew back from California. He was doing grocery games uh, with Guy Fieri, being a big TV star, and I wanted to catch up with Carl. And he tells me, hey, man, uh, Jeff Fetter's coming by, and he's the guy that uh, makes those amazing knives that uh, he, uh, that you have and that he made for you that have, have since sold out. Right. I learned that. And next thing you know, you're like, hey, so uh, Jeff, who's a, a, a fan of yours too, Ope, he wants to come by and say hi. I'm like, and you, you ask, is it okay, which is stupid. You don't have to ask. I have to ask because you're running why? up. Well, I'll tell you why. I don't give a and fuck. And this isn't funny. I guess this is behind the fourth What is it called? The fourth wall? Yeah, they call it the fourth wall. You have a sense of what's funny and not, and yes. I don't. 
Yeah, but you're really funny. But that doesn't mean that I know what other people are funny or what combinations are funny. You know, you're like a chef. Like, I'm, I'm a hot pepper, yeah. right? You know what I go with. Oh, you I like understand? that. So, well, so I run things by you. How about for now on? Especially after the last podcast, right. bring whoever the fuck you want. <laughs> and if I hate them, I'll tell them to their face, like, go get a, uh, a cup of coffee. We're doing something right. here. I like it. it. It leads to what the fuck happened. So Jeff Federer was going to come on by and hang. and uh, right. he's Talk been, about knives. and Yeah, he's been cool on Twitter and social media in general. Right. And, and, you know, he's a fan of mine and yours for a while. I thought it would be cool to finally right. meet him in person. And all of a sudden, you get a text, and you're like, uh, Robert, go get Jeff. He's down the lobby. Fast forward, I don't know, a minute or two, and there's a, a pretty decent-looking woman right. uh, pushing about 40, staring at us through this glass window. Yeah. And I'm like, that ain't Jeff. No <laughs> way. I looked at Robert. I just about shit my pants. And I'm still confused. So was I. And then I look at my phone. I'm like, wait a second. What? 917-917. They both have 917 numbers. Yeah. I don't put people in my phone until... Right for for right for special ops reasons, you know, yeah. numbers don't go in my phone until they have to. So somewhere along the way, I mean, you heard most of this on the last podcast, but uh, Carl <laughs> thought he was still texting Jeff about coming in. Wrong to do the podcast. <laughs> Wrong, and somehow he switched over to this uh, this girl Gina, right? Who he has he hasn't seen in ten or twelve years. Twelve years. I had dinner with her at Luger's. What's the whipped cream? The schlag. the schlag. Oh, the schlag. That's what we were like. She yeah. ate all the schlag. Here, show your face on my camera. <laughs> and that was the last time you saw her. Yeah. And she just shows up because you you, you think you're t texting Jeff and it was Gina. Yeah. And that 12 years, 12 years. And, and it was. That podcast was fun, man. I She's the last girl I went out with before I got married. Really? And that's why I, was, I wasn't able to close because Marie was like dog shit on a shoe. I couldn't, I couldn't shake her. Right. But that was supposed to be my little bachelor party right there. Oh, my wow. own private bachelor party. Gotcha. Years ago. And you didn't see her uh, since. Since. Uh, until she popped up on the podcast like that. Well, no. She you know, she DM'd me on uh, on Instagram. We Recently, obviously, yeah. right? So I, I scrolled down a couple of things. I said, hey, you get the number. So did you text her? Yeah. She, I sent her my number, DM, and she texted me. Hey, what's up? I haven't seen okay. you in so long. Oh, my God. And then somehow... That led Completely, to you yeah. texting her thinking it was Jeff. That's right. That's hilarious. And she did have emojis with with, yeah, the, with uh, nail polish. And... But Jeff's crazy. So I'm like, all right. You know what I mean? He's just fucking with me. Right. And then she's talking about a, a dude that jerks off other dudes. Yeah. And you think this is Jeff this talking is just about- locker room talk. <laughs> locker room talk. You know what I mean? And, and Gina was funny. Funny. And 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 uh, a bit of an attitude there, Carl. You think so? <laughs> a bit of an <laughs> attitude. Which go fuck themselves. She came in hot. Shh. Opie was Opie. Opie was like she Opie gave a little bit, and then Opie's like, "All right, enough now." Opie's like one of those big dogs, you know, the little dogs yapping and yapping, and then also big paw comes oh, out. Yeah, well, <laughs> I will give you a chance. Yeah, you give him a chance. <laughs> but I was also looking at you, and I'm like, okay. Because I'm like, I don't know how close these two are, but I'm not. I'm, you're, you're, I, I wasn't liking her attitude for a second there, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going in. I remember her 12 years ago. She was, she was a spitball, and she still is. Yeah, she was. She's, uh, she's fire. She's fire, man. Wow, that, that girl keeps you keeps you busy. Yeah, 
Which but, is nice. But, you know, I threw away everything we were going to do on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's this is the beauty of what we're doing. I love this podcast for real. I love hanging out with Carl. I love hanging out with you too, Robert. Right. And it's just so much fun. And we make it up as we go along because there's no fucking pressure, man. Right. Plus, we like, don't... We go out of our way, like when we walking down the hallway. When I saw him before, he started telling me something. I'm like, wait, wait, just tell me, tell me inside. Like, yeah, yeah. Our podcast, there's no, it's just us bullshit, like yeah, catching yeah. up. That's well, basically all it is. Yeah, but I was hanging out and I, I wrote like two or three pages, and I knew early on when Gina showed up, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I threw my book down and said, "This is the podcast." Don't we're, throw that journal around. Like we're, that. we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna Careful. talk to Gina. Jesus again. We're gonna talk to Gina. But anyway, I, I wrote down stuff. I wanted to talk about Disney. I what? wanted to talk about uh, when I was growing up. We used to take uh, crazy vacations. We didn't get to go to Disney. Right. I wanted to talk about the creepy motel we went to on a vacation. And Disney. In Tampa? Uh, no. Or Orlando? We, no, we didn't have money to go to Disney. That's my point. Oh, you never went? No. I wish oh, I Oh, no, no, that's not true. I went for my 30th birthday. <laughs> Fucking boo. <laughs> that is the truth. Oh, I, I wish I, I was... didn't go to Disney with my family because my father was so angry that it was so expensive. Yeah. It was pinch and punch fest fucking... 88. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, my God. Wait, he was mad that he had to take you guys to Disney because yeah. it was so expensive. It was so expensive, and my mother's like, no, we got to go to Disney. So we get in the Caprice Classic. Yeah. <laughs> the 1985 Caprice Classic wagon. I, they made me sit in the back like Hannibal Lecter with the little seat that faces the back window. <laughs> yeah. Because my brother would get, I, I would eat him alive. We're two different species. But I think that was the spot in those cars. I liked sitting backwards Bro, looking at the I'm, cars But not driving me. down I-95 staring at a tractor trailer <laughs> for two days. That's a good point. And my, and my dad would, my dad would just stop and pee. He would drive the whole way through. So, yeah. you know, I'm 10 years old and it's. The air conditioner doesn't make it back there, boss. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. Well, we didn't really have air conditioning. No. We didn't have air conditioning in our house or in our cars. That's a true story. And to this day, I don't like air conditioning because of that. Wow. I really don't. I'd, I'd rather sweat than uh, be too uh, cold in my house. I should say my houses. <laughs> <laughs> Torture chambers, those houses must be. <laughs> I want to be accurate with the podcast. I'm only visiting Opie in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he was angry because he knew how much fucking money it, yeah. it was costing to go to Disney. And also, he was taking a lot of time off from work. Time off from work. Because he, and the he reason ran I, his own business. Right. And the reason I figured out he was angry is because he said, Carl, I'm angry. That we are going down here. Right. You're not worth it. Right. You're too stupid to even understand what's going to go be going on. No kidding. He really told you that? He he told me I was stupid all the time. Uh. Chances are he was correct <laughs> no. <laughs> dad, dad, dad was looking at me from 30,000 feet. Right. He, knew, he knew I was a piece of shit. He knew you were him. Huh? You, I would assume you guys were similar. No, as I got older. Because he's a street guy like yourself. Well, that's the thing. Like, this is 10 years old, right? So I was like pant waist, like mama's boy. Yeah. Then about 12, he started seeing that I was a street kid. Right. You know, he said he saw that I had good hands. Okay. He saw me hustling other kids. I would get in trouble for stealing lunch money. Right. What kind uh, of hands? Like like lobster uh, breaking hands? What are you talking about? Well, you know, those type of hands that could break a fucking lobster. Well, I got strong fucking hands. That's what I mean. So uh, lobster breaking hands. Yeah. There you go. I thought you were just making fun of my hands. No. <laughs> that meant strong hands. I like that. That's a Long Island. He's got lobster-breaking hands. <laughs> I got to use all the surgeon tools when I order a lobster. <laughs> Who are you kidding? Oh, Carl I just, break them with my yeah, hands. Yeah, Carl just takes it and goes, crack. Like Daryl Hannah and Splash, <laughs> just biting the fucking carcass. Give me the tool that you operate on in a order. <laughs> 
I got to break open my lobster. And then my dad started seeing that. And then the, the big turning point was this girl named Dar Silva, who my brother was in love with. She worked, lived across the street. Yeah. And I snatched her up. Oh, Two years God. younger, took it right from my brother. That that that's how many girls have you taken from your brother? You've all of them. I, the only one I didn't take, he's married to. <laughs> you, you let him have one. <laughs> Eat, motherfucker. You look hungry. <laughs> yeah, put that in your little medical chart. <laughs> how far does he live uh, from you? As far as possible. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. As far as possible. No, I know where he lives. He does. Uh, yeah, it's quite he, a, quite a drive. Yeah. So um, so it was your mom's idea to go to Disney then. Yeah, my mom wanted you know to take George <laughs> to Disney, and I guess they have to bring me. You know what I mean? Because right. no one wanted to watch me. Right. But we went to Disney, and uh, I enjoyed the shit out of it. I enjoyed it at thirty years old. I went with my brother. That's what I decided to do for my thirtieth. How stupid is that? And I was I was single ope, single ope at thirty, going to Disney. Because uh, it was on your bucket list of shit your parents didn't do for you. Kind of true, but then yeah. I was bitter and mad. I'm like, I think I, sh- I was supposed to do this like. 20 years ago. Oh, well, you see all the happy kids with their families. I was kind of mad. I'm not going to lie to you. I went with my fake family uh, a couple years ago. You had a fake family? Oh, right. You know, when I was married and out of all that whole fraud. Right. But um, I went, but, uh, you know, my ex-wife does it a whole different way. She looks like we won the lotto when we went down there. She had no expense spare. I mean, I think she banged Mickey Mouse at that (laughs) lunch that they have. Like, you know, like you pay to have like. No, we're doing all that. Right. So you pay to see the characters and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, wait a second. Why are they all here? This is expensive. I'm like, is that Goofy? Holy fuck, Goofy's expensive. Were, were you sitting there going, wait a minute, we're the only family right, with sitting, the Disney characters? And then my, my daughter's putting a princess dress on with Cinderella. <laughs> that costs as much as a Hyundai Elantra. <laughs> I could have bought a maroon Hyundai Elantra with navigation for having having my having my stepdaughter dress up with some some ex meth head from Tampa that now is Cinderella. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> See, but now you can drink down there. When we were kids, you couldn't drink. They didn't have any alcohol anywhere in the, in the parks. Now they, they started letting that in. That's a whole different group of people that go down there so, now. So pay attention. Big. This is big yeah. for anybody down there. Yeah. Before they make them illegal. Because my friend's the head of food and beverage for Disney. Okay. I'll make sure I put a call out for you, buddy. Thank you, buddy. Um, they make uh, rosé wine pops. So it's like a little frozen pop made out of wine. Yeah. It's four times as strong as a beer. Why? Eat them all day. You see all the moms just yes. lazy-eyed, <laughs> fucking hammered. Hammered. I mean. That's how they get through a day at Disney? Bro, there was this one, like, and they get hammered and they get real loose and sloppy. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. you'll hear like, fuck you, John. Like, they're all like blacking out at their husbands. Right. Their kids are running wild. Fuck. I love it. The ice pops. Rosé ice pops. I'll remember the rosé ice pops. What's the rant line? People should call in and talk about their Disney experience and give advice. Yes. For other people that are going down there like myself. Robert will uh, look up the number. Way to go, Robert. Way to be prepared for the big podcast. Well, usually Joey throws that in. <laughs> Do you have the- Joey, uh, help me out. What's the rant line? The rant line is 888-505-6743 or 505-OPI. For God's sakes, Robert. You made the number yourself. All right, Ope. Yeah, that's how I sound. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I don't sound like that, you are fuck. You say, are you saying that Joey can't talk unless he has a bass guitar in your He likes the music. <laughs> Do you hear any music under me? I don't have any music. You're the worst. Joey likes to muse a nooch. <laughs> he likes to music for the put some music in for the kid. I honestly love, love Joey and what he adds Bro, to this Joey's podcast. The, if it wasn't for Joey. And I love the music that he adds. No, I do, but it's, I'm just trying to. The only I'm, reason I'm, no. I'm busting his balls. Oh, he's no, a New Yorker. Bust his balls, it. hammer the shit out of him, but I'm also here to say he's one of ours. And, yeah. uh, uh, thank and that's you. all I wanted to say. <laughs> all right. Anyway. Uh, Disney. My, but my wife's been planning this Disney trip. Right. It's it's literally a full-time fucking job. I had no idea. She must be overwhelmed. Did you get the fast passes? We're doing everything. We're going all in, man. We have to. You got to put one of the kids in a wheelchair. I was just going to say that. That's the trick. Tell, which kid is a good actor? Tell him, listen, I'll throw no. you a hunch. Fuck, be injured. No, it's my it's uh, my father-in-law. He's got the bad fucking wheel. Put him on a on a hospital bed with an IV going down the fucking. <laughs> but he doesn't really have a bad wheel. That's the point. But it's got to have a. He has to have a bad wheel there. Yeah, we're gonna. We're, he's practicing limping as I as I do this podcast with you because we're trying to get. We're trying to go golf cart. She's looking up golf cart. Dude, I saw golf carts once. I was like, those people are rich. We learned golf cart is for A-listers. Yeah, golf carts. I never came close to A. Right. I was sort of in the low B range for a while there. So you had an escort. (laughs) (laughs) an escort at the park, Uh, not the golf cart. But you need to be a major A-lister, and they'll break out the golf cart. Like if Lady Gaga says, hey, man, I'm going to Disney, she gets a golf cart. Yeah. The Opster, uh, far removed from a, a popular radio show, not so much. Not so much. <laughs> not so much. <laughs> you could pay for it, but I don't even. You probably could pay for anything down there, right? Oh, it's Disney. They yeah. make money there. But it's money a, buys. But it's a full time job. Uh oh, crackling mic. That's not going to make Joey happy. What the fuck? Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Whose mic is that? It's mine. I have faith because Robert's there and Sappo's not. Oh, no, my, I'm still it's on. The no, it's Carl. I just fixed it. You fixed oh, you fixed it. it. I just fixed it. Yeah. All right. Uh, but it, but it's a full time job, and uh, I, we learned that you got to make dinner reservations or you're shit out of luck. You're not going to eat. I'm like, that's ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. You have to make all the reservations for when everything. Are you, when are you going? Uh, like the, uh, this coming uh, weekend. Oh, you. I'm right around not, the corner. If now. you're not done, you're fucked. You know that, right? It's booked. So. Oh no, my my wife's been on it. Oh good. I feel it's... guilty because I I haven't lifted a, a, a finger for this trip. Well, that means... <laughs> I feel guilty. <laughs> but but you wouldn't. No, she's worked really hard on I'm this. I'm sure Lindsay's really hard. fucking the hard. The kids are gonna have a great time. How, old, we... are the, how old are the kids? Uh, eight and six. Perfect, right? That's. I went when they were eight. The um... eight's about the age, I think. The six is going to be a problem. Why? Why? Because the six is going to want to buy everything. Uh... So every ride. Dumps into a gift shop. Yeah, I understand how that works. By the end of the day, my kid was a pirate, a bird, <laughs> a boat, a, a superhero, a mouse. Well, he had nine different outfits at the same time in a hundred degree oh. Orlando weather. Oh, they're evil down there at Disney. My God, they are evil. My my stepdaughter must have bought six hundred dollars worth of purses, like Jesus. little plastic purses. Yeah, my my wife And your your wife can't say no? She can't say no because I mean to her that's good parenting. You right. know what I mean? I mean uh, we'll see ten no, years from now. man, you gotta you gotta be able to say no. Oh, I'm I'm a no machine. I, that was I, one of our biggest problems. Right. That was one of my biggest problems is she overcompensated. Oh really? And I was like, listen, our our job is to make these kids survive. Tough. 
You got to toughen them and up. Her job is like I'm. I use these kids to show off. Right. And that's a big difference. Ooh. She wanted to be their friend. Oh, wanted to be their bestie. Right. Oh, and they were. They that's, were. That's challenging. You gotta. You gotta be. I mean, it's okay to be uh, friends with your kids, but you also have to be their their parent. And then you got to make some of those tough decisions. Let the kids be friends with their friends. Yeah, Robert. Well, the only advice I'll have for you: don't overschedule the trip. Like, you know, kind of go with the flow a little bit. Uh, we went when we were kids. I think MGM had just opened down there. Yeah. And um, my mother got it's a vacation. My mother got us up literally at five o'clock in the morning so we could be first in the park. It's thirty years later, something, and I am still sore about that. Wow! Why? It's not a, because she well, she was the type. We had three boys, and she right. wanted the over. You know, she thought that that, that meant you know scheduling the fun was uh, going to fit everything was going to be organized. Right. Uh, you know, logistically like that. And my old man's just like, can we just you know, we just done taxis, and he's an accountant. He just wanted to you know just not cart three boys around. Well, then you can't Disney World. You can't pick Disney. You, you go to the Turks and Caicos and and lay on a lounge chair and then watch them in the ocean. You know what I'm hearing, Robert. This thing is scheduled to the second. <laughs> I'm just gonna be walking around with a, with leggings and a stopwatch. It, it's pretty. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty scheduled, but not. Because, but not. I, I got to defend my wife, not because of my wife. It's because of all everything she has heard. Well, like, oh my god, if you don't do this, you're. you're oh my god. Well, you know, no, you gotta, you, But here's the problem. Oh, fast pass. Oh my god. You, you know. I agree with I agree with your wife for the simple fact that we weren't very scheduled. Yeah. Right, we just went because we went down on a whim because I know the people there, so we got we right. got everything taken care of. But right, the kids then we had a kid backlash because they're like, well, their friends at class in school be like, did you go on this? And they were no, so they would come home sad that they missed a fucking ride. Oh wow! After thousands of dollars, I'm like, wow. They're like, well, Frankie went on the unicorn. I'm like, well, Frankie's mother's a whore. <laughs> 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 I know firsthand, kid. Come smell my finger. <laughs> Wow! Really? Yeah. It's never enough. Never enough. It'll so be you, it'll be enough for you. Got to overload them because that's we started getting backlash. No, it'll be enough. Well, for we them. didn't go on this. Well, yeah. they're young enough that they'll get tired about mid afternoon, and that that's well, what you know. That's what I'm sugar, hoping. There's a sugar shack every ten feet. I want to. I want pool time. I was eating cotton candy and, and giant waffle cone ice right. cream for yeah. three days. I need a vacation from <laughs> whatever we do. You're going to be exhausted. <laughs> what hotel are you staying at? I don't know, offhand. I know, I know the Alligator Hotel was an option, and my wife was absolutely not. You know, the hotel that took the kid, right? Uh, that horrific whole thing. But I, told, I would stay at the Alligator Hotel because number one, the uh, prices are going to be great, right? <laughs> and number two, will be there. No, no alligators. There's not a chance that an alligator is going to take another kid at that place. They no. can't. They can't afford another one of those. Unless there's a pedo walking around with an alligator suit. Well, then again, it's Disney. They could probably can't afford a few of those. They can but, afford it. But the fact is, the one place that doesn't have alligators is the Alligator Hotel. Right. You know what I mean? That's it's what I'm the, saying. you got to think opposite. It's the other hotels that are thinking, ah, that happened over there. We don't have that problem over here. This is the way that I would think about it, Opie. Matter I would use fact, it as my advantage. I would tell the kids, listen, don't get away from mommy and daddy. Right. Because this place killed a kid. Right. <laughs> There's alligators outside. Oh, my That's God. That's the way that I You're think. the worst. Yeah, because that way they'll be nice and tight. 
I think it's so safe. I would let my kids swim in the little uh, lagoon. Disney has because they five got rid of every Navy SEALs in there <laughs> right, stabbing anything alive. <laughs> Disney's got money. Of course they do. Dude, imagine that Disney, this, they ate that kid. That kid got eaten. Uh, it's it's a horrific. They had to take that kid out of the belly of, of this uh, no, thing, right? It's a, it, it was a horrific thing, obviously. And for those parents not to do media nothing just to disappear, the paycheck must have been so crazy. They did disappear, right? You never Not heard even from one them press again. Conference. Gone. Maybe Disney had to take out the whole family. Keep them quiet. You think they took a little ride to the Saudi embassy? Jesus. <laughs> well, they hire ex- <laughs> the, a lot of the security at Disney's ex Mossad. Oh, look at that. Yeah. You oh, can't. Yeah. You can't fly over Walt Disney World. You cannot. They, they, they own the airspace. You know yeah. a lot about Disney. Yeah. My ex-brother-in-law worked for Disney, so I've seen the whole back end that came out wrong. But, I, you know, I've seen oh. from behind the scenes. <laughs> well, now that the whole trip's planned, thanks, Robert. Yeah. Thanks for the help thanks on the, the big Disney trip. <laughs> <laughs> I could have got some inside knowledge from Fucking you. boo, Robert. <laughs> right. You only sit right next to me. Jesus. <laughs> How about you bring up that uh, little uh, tidbit earlier? <laughs> Believe uh, this, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> I do, and as a former cast member of Disney, as we call him, I have my 10-year service plaque hanging on my wall to prove it. Disney would let us go to all the parks for free and half price on rooms. Needless to say, I've gone lots of times. I meet a girl in a bar in New York City on a Friday night. By Saturday morning, we're at the Grand Floridian in bed, and I'm eating Mickey Mouse waffles off her ass. Then when I settled down, I took my family a lot. I also had access to backstage, or what Robert calls the back end. (laughs) Fucking Robert. And that's where all dreams are shattered. As you see Snow White and one of the seven dwarfs on break making out or Pinocchio smoking, breaks your heart. You want to keep your kids away from backstage. My tips, grab the Fast Pass, make sure you hop on Splash Mountain, one of the best rides in the park at the Magic Kingdom. See the fireworks show there as well. If you want great food, make reservations for the steakhouse at Epcot. By the way, you can bar hop there from country to country. You'll need to. And if you come to a ride with two lines, always choose the left. It moves faster because most people are right-handed and go that way. And there are my Disney tips. A bit long-winded, but you can blame Robert for that. Way to go, Robert. Way to go, Robert. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't really do that, but it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, uh, we never took a real vacation growing up. Because I was one of seven kids. Well, seven, seven and a half, eight kids, sort of. Because we always had uh, another kid coming and going that we would uh, take in. Um, So we, we can afford going to Disney. Our, our, our uh, family trips were basically getting into the Volkswagen bus with no seats because more people fit in a Volkswagen bus if there's the, if the seats are taken out. Right. That is, a, that is a, a true fact. We learned that the hard way. And then we would just take off and drive. Jesus. But one summer, they, they built up this vacation that we were going to this, uh, this motel that my half-sister – I say half-sister because of the story. Right. Uh, she inherited from her uncle. Right. So this guy dies. And there's no other family left. So my sister, who was about 16 or 17 at the time, inherits this motel somewhere up in the mountains, somewhere in the Catskills, I think. Oh, no. So my dad really pumped up this trip that we're going to a motel for a week on summer vacation. We were so effing excited that we were going to go see this motel. And uh, on the way, we would always stop and, and they would make our own fun because they knew we weren't going anywhere real. So we would have, <laughs> we would have lunch on the side of the road 
you know, up in the mountains, you know how there's a river going by and rocks and stuff. My parents thought it was totally acceptable to go, all right, kids, go have fun and, and eat your lunches. We'll be here. Go explore. And that's when <laughs> that's when my six-year-old brother came back soaking wet with a, with a panicked look on his face, followed by my other soaking wet six-year-old brother. They're twins, obviously. Right. Long story short, my one twin brother fell into the fucking river and was being taken away, and there was no other parental guidance around, and none of us... I wasn't even that old. I was about 12. Right. so my 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 six year old brother jumped in to save his own twin. No, <laughs> my God, you guys are like Navy SEALs. <laughs> They're completely soaking wet with with a horrific look on their faces, and we're like, "What the fuck happened?" And, that, that, did your and dad my one brother fell them? in. Huh? Did you just like, what are you stupid? Is that what your dad did, or did he feel bad? Uh, everyone felt bad at that point. Now we're <laughs> horrified. We don't want to be on this trip anymore. <laughs> the one twin had to save the other twin. I think I would have just let that fucker float. <laughs> uh, now it's just me. <laughs> so we finally get up to the motel. This is this is my vacation growing up. Not not this fancy Disney shit. This is an awful vacation, Opie. So I can't wait to hear the disaster this hotel is. But but my dad sold a, like an amazing motel in the mountains with a pool and fields and they you know it's one of those motels where it has a separate cabin for everybody right. so it's like you guys could even sleep in your own cabin you could team up with one of your brothers or whatever and you guys could all have your own cabin we pull up this fucking thing was out of a horror movie the pool wasn't used for years and i know it's gonna sound uh cliche but it literally was overgrown like broken through the pool bed. Overgrown. There was no fucking pool like my dad was selling this place. Remember, my sister was inheriting this from her uncle. So all of a sudden we're looking at the house. No one wants to go into the main house. We're like, fuck this. My dad decides to pick me to go into the house. Right. I guess maybe I had the look on my face that I wanted to explore. I don't know. We go into the house, and it's very obvious, even in my 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 little twelve year old body, that something very wrong happened in this no house. No way! You got the jeepers? Yes. And remember, my sister was inheriting this motel and the house from her uncle, who passed. But they didn't tell us how he passed. I walk in this place, going, "This ain't right, man." As we walk, I'm starting to see uh, pan- uh, uh, plywood. Excuse me, plywood on the walls. What? And plywood on the ceiling. And as we get into his bedroom, the whole thing has plywood. Because the motherfucker died smoking in bed. (gasps) No. So we went up there to check out this place that my sister was inheriting. And it was a fucking horror show. It's a death camp. Yeah. I'm 12. My brother's 11. My other brother's 10. My sister's 9. And then I got my twin brothers that almost drowned in the river <laughs> at 6. At their lunch at outing. Six years old. <laughs> We're all horrified. And, and my sister at the time, like I said, was about uh, 17, I guess. Holy shit. So then my dad's like, well, let's check out the uh, <laughs> let's check out the fucking cabins. At this point, we're not leaving anyone's side. We're fucking scared out of our mind. We open up the doors uh, to the cabins just completely. You could tell the linen wasn't washed for God who knows how long, but the beds were perfectly made. And there were spider webs. I remember spider webs in the corners. I remember the smell of mold. Like, no one has stayed in these fucking uh, cabins for a very long time. My dad, who is like a trooper, he could he, he could sleep on the side of the road. It wouldn't bother him. 
He's like, ah, this looks pretty cool. So which cabin do you want? And we're like, fuck no. And my mom, who's supposed supposed to be, quote, the crazy ones, like, Fred, we're not fucking staying here. And we're all looking at my mom like, well, you go, Dottie. Thank you. Yeah, Dottie. Dottie! Close it up, Dottie Nooch. So then now we're now we're far from home and, and our our vacation is blown. Like, you know, it was supposed to be this cool time with our family at this uh, almost like a resort with the pool and the cabins and the house. So we get a bed and breakfast in town. And we have nothing to do. It's in a small town. There's literally nothing to do. So they decide that we're going to go see a movie. Who doesn't love a movie, right? Right. So the only movie playing in town was, and I swear, and it's the punchline to this story, but it's the truth. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. No. <laughs> and guess what? My dad, once again, is like, ah, well, you know, a movie's a movie. And we all saw One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Your two half-drowned brothers were watching <laughs> a movie about a lobotomy? Yes. <laughs> yes. Is it too? Can we, can we just call Dyfus? <laughs> oh, my God, Ovi. That is How you, the truth. You are unbelievably normal, considering what you went through. Uh, I wouldn't call myself normal me but... either i'm just for the podcast oh <laughs> <laughs> i'm not it crazy. explains a lot i'm not crazy like they say but no uh, holy yeah that's shit. that's that is that was our uh... i have nothing that even matches that no that i was, was in aruba <laughs> yeah, no that was our that was not where i thought you were going with it no, I, that... I literally thought that you know you're, you're saying that your sister inherited this place and you're gonna have all this fun. You get up there and find it. You have to work. Right. That's where I thought you were going. And you nope. guys had to spend your whole time like, oh. raking the pool out and cleaning the mold and all that. No, that's well, the, scary. Well, this is a sore subject with my my sister because she did end up uh, inheriting a few bucks because someone buys the place for the property, fixes it up. You know, it's a it's a decent little spot. So she she made a pretty penny off the thing and had to give it to the household. In my no. in my house, if you worked, it went to the household. And, man, I hope she's not listening to this episode of the podcast because she's going to be triggered. <laughs> How much, Hope? How much? hundred? Um, I don't know, to be honest. But I it was, don't know. It was, it was, it was probably, probably around there, I would, it, I would say. It was, a, it was a healthy number for the time. I mean, this is going back a long, long, long time. And where did the money go? Just went into the household. The household. Yeah. Always going She didn't, going get, the, into she the didn't get a little taste? No. It, she's bitter to this day about it. So... That was my that was my her. summer wow, vacation. <laughs> Jesus, that story was dark as fuck. Oh, I got a lot of dark the stories. The twins drowning, the twins saving each other. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, I you know, I didn't I, I should have called them to so they could fill in the details and they would probably have their own uh, memories of the Yes, place. because they were on their own. Their yeah. little ham sandwiches what? floating away. <laughs> one one ham of them sandwich. <laughs> no. Wait, what do you thought we were the house? <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. We didn't have ham sandwiches in our no house. No way, dude. Come on now. We had uh, our go-to sandwich was peanut butter and jelly on uh, Pepperidge uh, Farms thin bread. Remember the thin yeah, bread? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it was always the day-old bread she bought because she saved a few bucks on that. The jelly would just soak through the motherfucker. Oh, so it's I'm surprised bread. I still love uh, peanut butter and jelly to this day. When I went to my friend's house and they had Wonder Bread, I thought I was in heaven. You must have ate like Never a fucking had. champ. Oh, two or three peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, no problem. And what we, did the other parents do? Like when you showed up with like ticks and stuff, <laughs> <laughs> and homemade clothes, <laughs> homemade back, clothes. As much as you make fun of the homemade clothes now, back then I think it was actually a a, a reality. 
And we had a lot of liverwurst, I remember, growing Ooh, up. The cheapest thing. Liverwurst, and it was always cut thick. They couldn't even cut it right. God. Imagine if it was cut down at least. It was bit, It was like an inch slab of liverwurst on that yellow mustard. mustard. Yellow yeah. mustard with the pepperidge uh, farm bread. And always a bruised apple. <laughs> <laughs> always a bruised apple. You should have just gone to an orphanage. You would have had a better time. <laughs> well, we were one of seven kids, though. I mean, I got to give my, my parents a little bit of a break. You could have done without the twins. <laughs> <laughs> well, I she couldn't... called up the Catholic Church and said just that. No, real, real. She's like, you told me to have all these fucking kids. Now I need some fucking help. Oh, yeah. No show. Dottie was on oh, yeah. fuego. Oh, yeah. I'm not, sure if, uh, I'm not sure if the twins were planned. Let's just put it that way. I'm, I'm very happy they're with us. Very happy. but I'm uh, happy, too. I'm sure they both are when they got each other out of the river. <laughs> but the bruised apple was because, uh, you you know this being in the food uh, business, when I was growing up, they had bruised apples that were cheaper. Oh, yeah. It was all the, the apples that I buy fell bruised on the apples floor. for applesauce and stuff. And, you know, one supermarket, I'm sure, was throwing all that shit away and all pissed off, like, fuck, now we can't sell these. And then one supermarket decided, no, man, let's just cut the price. Somebody will sell this. And cut that out. So I always went to school with a bruised apple. Nothing worse than biting into the bruise, by the way. Oh, by accident. It's like cause... licking an old man's skin. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> now, I got to ask you a question. Just because you know how the way that I think of. Yeah. Your dad was not a dumb guy. You know what I mean? He was smart. He, he had a head. He knew what was going on. He knew business and stuff like that. Right? He was. He was. He was in real estate. Yeah. He was an entrepreneur. He used to tell me, and it pisses me off because he's no longer with us. He's been gone a while now. He ran the same circles with Donald Trump's father for right. a while. So this that is, all, is a true story. So all I'm saying is, so so we agree on that, right? That's yeah, a smart. I, guy. I just want to say for for the people that l- like this stuff. He he did his real estate in Long Island City where Trump's uh, father was. That's where he started. Yeah, it was big. Yeah, he ran in the same circles. I got I believe. And he would call, he would mention this every once in a while. And trust me, fourteen years ago he died. I mean, who would have thought that uh, Trump would be president? Trump. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Trump always knew yeah. he, he was going to be president. But now I kick myself. I would love to get, get some, some of those stories. stories. I yeah. never asked them. Fuck. I mean, uh, Donald Trump was already incredibly famous in New York City. But I never asked him about Trump's father and, and what kind of guy he was. But anyway. So, so here's what I'm asking. Just because you know me, I'm a very I'm a yeah. pragmatic person. Yeah. And uh, I'm dead inside. So this is the way that I'm. I just want you to think about this for a second. Do you ever think that maybe he let you guys go explore, hoping to thin the herd? <laughs> <laughs> My mom definitely. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, if I got if you know if you're overwhelmed, then go play by the river. Right. I mean that's. I mean, he had six, and then he had he had my elder sister from his first wife. Wow! Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know he was married before. Yeah, man. The only reason I'm here is because of incredible tragedy. What do you mean, dude? I, people want me to write a book, right? Right. About Opie and Anthony and my radio and all that horse shit. Right. Now, I want to write a book about my upbringing. Fuck the radio yeah, that's story. The, story. Yeah. the radio stories are amazing. Obviously. Wait a second, Opie. What do you mean a tragedy? I'm 100 percent in. What do you she mean? She died of uh, like a. a kidney uh, disease that if you have nowadays i forgot the name and i'm sorry i uh i could get that for you right. but if you get it today you, you can live more or less right. well, you'll have some problems but you can live good medicine has come a long way but she she was dead by 20 something and my dad wow. had two uh crib deaths i i should have two older brothers he he lost two two in the crib two crib deaths with the first with the first lady and then and then she dies 
high school sweetheart. Wait. And that's the only reason I'm here. So your dad got this girl at 26 pregnant three times? Or she had three births? Bro, this is the sad part. We weren't really allowed to talk about that part of his life because it, 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 my, in some. Did he just have sex all day? No, and some twisted. He had six kids with my mom. But my mom would get jealous if we brought up the his past. And then the, 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 so the, we don't know much about her. Oh wow, it's like dark. Like no one. A knows little it. dark. It was high school sweetheart. Um, they got married. I don't know exactly when. Daddy didn't want to hear. He had about two this kids. Shit. He was flying down the wrong side of the road when he got pulled over, and then the cops saw what was going on. He was holding babies. It'll bring tears to my eyes. Oh my god! Because it's the only time I saw, ever saw my dad really emotional when he would bring it up. Oh my! And then god. the cops saw and helped him get to the hospital, but the kids didn't make it. And I don't know if they died separately the same time. I don't know. They were they, twins. They were twins too. Uh, I'm not. I be, ugh, I'd have to ask my sister. She's gonna kill me. I think they might have been twins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I this should have two older sad, brothers. Man. And then and then the the wife dies. And then fast forward, he meets my wife, and uh, how long? How long between both? Not long. Oof. Give me a number, not please. Long. I Two mean, years. I, my my dad married my mom after dating for only a few months. Yes. Yes. He got Dottie quick. He got Dottie quick. And Dottie was clean, right? No kids, no nothing. Nothing. No, she went from living with her in, insanely crazy mom to uh, being married. She never, like, lived on her own or any of that. Wow. Yeah. You got to write that book. No, yes. I want to watch a video of the twin helping the other twin out of the fire. <laughs> while the day-old PB&Js just dissolve into the water. Right. Because you know that's what happened. Like, the kid dropped the sandwich. He was so fucking hungry, he went in after it. We had no supervision because there were too many of us. So my dad was like, just get out of my fucking hair for a while. Yeah, I just go. drove for four hours. Go get jammed up go on have that lake. Fun. <laughs> go get jammed up in the river. Right. And then hoping we were going to have so much fun that we'd forget that all our friends were going to Disney. <laughs> <laughs> so someone uh, slipped on a slippery rock, and next thing you know, he's floating down the river. Whole, fast. And, and <laughs> fast. Yeah, at six years old, you pick up some speed in the river. And I believe the only reason is because... The, the twin went flying by him. And he was able to scoop him up. Because he was down river a little bit. Ah. So he was able to give him the old scooparoo. Did they save the sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> well, that sandwich That's had what he was floating on. Yeah, that <laughs> sandwich had to go. Oh, my God, man. That's a crazy fucking life, Hope. Yeah. Like, what a difference, right? Like, the way you well, grew up. What did you do when the first time you saw a million dollars? What did that feel like? Because that's literally night and day. Like, I lived in a pretty middle-class yeah. existence. So when I made money, I just did more of what I used to do. But I never really – I mean, and some people get mad at this, but I never really changed after that. It was nice that I didn't have to worry about money. But I didn't but really – But did you ever not worry about money? Because you seem no, very No, my whole life we had to worry about money. That's I'm why you're I'm conservative. Like Even now you're conservative. Yeah, it drives my wife nuts. Like, I get mad if the lights are on in the house and stuff. That's I, what I'm saying. I can afford lights on in my house. That's so stupid, but it's still ingrained in me because my mom would walk around the house yelling and screaming, Turn off the goddamn lights! What are we paying for? You know, all that horse shit. Did, did, when you made money, did it make you closer to your family or farther there, to your family? Well, I was I was happy that uh, uh, I was paying, like, I was paying for... Um, a rental in New York City. I was right. paying for a rental in Huntington, and I was paying my parents' mortgage. I was paying for three properties that I didn't own. Did you feel thank you, or did you feel like the, no? I was it was really, expected. Uh, no, no, no. That's 
I was really happy that I was able to take the stress off my dad's face because right. he worried about money his entire life. But that is his own fault because he he was an entrepreneur. He started real estate. He was really successful. When right. I say he was hanging out with Trump's father, no, I know. it was because he was he was doing very well himself. I found uh, articles up in the attic where you know he was written up uh, for his real estate deals and this and that. He did very well. I mean, he must had some awesome Trump stories. I, I, I don't, Trump, that I don't that young know, prince man. running around Queens right. doing whatever the fuck you wanted. And, and I do believe our money issue started because my dad knew how to make money. He, he always had a scheme and something going but on. But he leveraged too much, right? No, he. I think I. I truly think he was scared that my mom would smother one of us, so he tapped out of working to stay home. To take, to keep an eye on things. No shit. To keep an eye on things. Yes, that's what I truly believe. Because Dottie was because the guy knew how to make money. Dottie was off the off the reservation. Yeah, home. because by the time I was sixteen, he was he was not leaving the house to work anymore and trying to make things happen in his office. Trying, and every once in a while he would hit. Like, we would hit the lottery. Next thing you know, we have a brand new car and the most amazing Christmas ever. And all of a sudden, we have all new clothes, new sneakers, new bikes. You would know when the hit came. Oh, man. the hit When the hit came, it was awesome. And then, then it would go dry for right. a long fucking time. In my house, I knew the hit came because my dad would get new clothes. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> and, my, and uh, yeah, my mom worried was worried sick about, my, uh, about money. And my dad was like... If he lost everything, he didn't give a fuck. But the problem was he had kids. You know what right. I mean? He knew he'd be all right. He'd be like, yeah, whatever, you know? Right. But, um, yeah. And then my mom made us all worry about money. She she put that shit on us, unfortunately. And do all of you have that hex on you, that money A little hex? bit. Um, uh, like Probably like half of us. And then the other half. I are... thought the twins. They're just happy to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my one brother cares. You know, is very responsible with his money, too. So... Yeah, when I started making money, I didn't do anything that outrageous or crazy. That's awesome. Man. Yeah. That yes, Robert, been... I see it uh, putting a mic up to your lips. No, I was just going to ask what the twins do for a living now. Are they lifeguards? Are they... Oh, my one brother has a successful restaurant out there in uh, Huntington, and my other brother was on, um, on Wall Street for a long time until that whole thing went bust. And so now he kind of stays home and day trades and does this and that. So do you think he that does, he, he still does well for himself? Do you think that if the internet had been around when your old man was um, running his businesses, he would have been able to work from home? Oh, he would have figured that shit out, it, right? Yes, he would have figured that out. That's so crazy, man! What a what? But to know that life. that you've got to make that sacrifice for your kids. That's what I believe. Because the I mean, my parent can't do it, right? Well, I mean, she, my mom actually did a very good job raising us, considering that she had some major issues. Uh, her issues actually got worse when we all left the house because now she wasn't as busy. When she it kept needed, busy, yeah. it, it made it easier. But yeah, wow, so, that was that really took the fucking. That's some story. Why? It's life. It's crazy. We though. all have those stories, right? It's crazy. You got that's what you learn. You got a real come up story, though. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I self-made too, man. Self-made, yeah. Self-made. And now you can I, take your kids to Disney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the, and the oh, I'll be penny pinching down there. Oh, I can't wait till you fucking. I dare you to try. You know, I mean, I have really good kids. You've met them. Yeah, they're really and, nice. And I'm saying that because I I'm proud of that. We work hard at it. Um, they'll have their issues, obviously. You know, we'll fuck them up in new ways. My my whole thing is don't fuck them up the same way you got fucked up. Right. You know, but, but you're like a full time parent. Yeah. And so is Lindsay. Like, yeah, that makes it. 
Yeah, that I mean, would see my father. I would see my father. My father got home every night at seven thirty, right, to punch me in the face <laughs> of some, something that I did. Right, right. That's what my relationship was with him. I don't mean to laugh at that. But it's the truth. That and was then, a, that was an uncomfortable laugh. Like if I only if I only had one arm in a tub, <laughs> was that what you sounded like? Was that the laugh? <laughs> I do, I do laugh, I do laugh uncomfortably. And then some, some people, some people look at me and twist their head, and I'm like, no, I'm really just uncomfortable. I, I just want know, you to stop I talking about being hit as yeah, a child. I don't know how to express it. Well, it's a coping mechanism. Yeah, I've done the same thing. Yeah, I can't. I, I remember my father coming and telling me that his mother had passed, and I. You, it was like you know listening to Carl talk about something, or I just like hysterically laughing, and I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> She's dead. Fuck that bitch. I couldn't, but you know, inside I was so filled with grief, but just that's how it manifested itself. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, um, but but with my kids, there are times they li- they live well. Yeah. You know, I, I did well for myself, so they live well. But right. we we try to. We try to downplay it, and we try to have real values that have nothing to do with yeah, everybody this has and that. Thirty-six windows facing yeah, yeah. the river. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we used to joke, you know, when my kid would act up, we would give him a timeout, and he's looking at pretty much the best view you could have yeah, in Manhattan. It's I'm unbelievable. Like, he's watching Sully Sullenberger land yeah, a plane yeah. in the me, water. Me and my wife look at each other like, I don't know if this is really uh, teaching him a lesson. So mm. we had to figure out the timeout in a different way. That's what I mean by that. Right. But. Uh, there are times they act up, and that's why I had to say they are good kids because they really are. But they act up like any other kid. Right. And there are times I start fucking revving the engine like, do you know what would have happened if I did? And my wife will fucking give me an elbow to the ribs like, shut right. the fuck up. Yeah, no one wants to talk about your it's crazy upbringing. It's not about upbringing. you. You're, you're little but, twins but, saving each other from the fucking river. But sometimes I'll look at them like, you have no idea. Right. Like, we, we couldn't get away with anything in my house. Fuck that. My house, I was always in trouble. And the, my problem was is my brother was perfect. Right. I remember the first time my brother... So my brother goes to the bathroom, right? He must have... He's old already. He's like 14 or something. <laughs> right. And like he gets a little pre-cum, comes out. I guess he was playing with his pecker. Yeah. How, and you, how, how would you know this? Oh, what? Because listen to the okay. rest of the story. Okay. Bow, bow, bow. Listen to this, Joey. <laughs> right? I'm all ear, Chef, but hold that thought for a moment. This is a perfect time for a tease. We'll come back with that story from Carl. But first, Greg, take care of this. Carl. Siggy poo for you. I am so excited that Purple Mattress is still with the OP Radio podcast. Thank you, Purple Mattress. I love my purple mattress. I don't toss and turn anymore, Robert. Yes, I'm, I'm pulling you into this live read. Sorry, pal. But I don't toss and turn anymore. I actually get a very, very good, restful night sleep thanks to purple mattress. But that's boring. Know what I need from purple mattress? What? I need them to deliver a purple mattress to Carl's creepy cabin. Because you want to talk about a guy that's wearing out mattresses these days <laughs> now that he's uh, free? Now that he's divorced and free, yes. if they want to sell mattresses, they get one over to Carl's Creepy Cabin immediately, right? Absolutely, and all, all of his guests will, will want to get one when they leave. And the beauty of uh, giving Carl a, a mattress at the Creepy Cabin, he's got all shapes and sizes <laughs> staying overnight. <laughs> Take that, Carl! <laughs> but I'm going to get you a free mattress, Carl, so relax. Hey, if you're struggling to get a good night's sleep, you got to try a Purple mattress. The founders of Purple are two brothers who have been developing cushioning technology for 30 years on things like medical beds and wheelchairs. 
I think they were rocket scientists, right? Before they started getting into the mattress business. That sounds right. That certainly doesn't hurt, Robert. Uh, check this out, too. 100-night risk-free trial. If you're not fully satisfied, you can return your mattress for a full refund, backed by a 10-year warranty, free shipping and returns, free in-home setup, and old mattress removal. That's important. Very important. And let's not forget, the Purple Mattress will probably feel different than anything you've ever experienced because it uses this brand new material that was developed by an actual rocket scientist, like we mentioned. It was not like the memory foam we're used to, right? Right. God, you're really helping me out, Robert. Thank you. The Purple material feels very unique because it's both firm and soft at the same time, so it keeps everything supported while still feeling really comfortable, plus it's breathable so it sleeps cool. All that's important, but you got to get Carl a mattress at the creepy cabin. I'm telling you. Watch your sales go through the roof. Here's what you got to do, people. You're going to love purple. And right now, our listeners will get a free purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's in addition to the great free gifts they're offering site-wide. Just text Opie to 474747. That's text Opie, O-P-I-E, to 474747. The only way to get this free pillow is to text Opie, O-P-I-E, to 474747. Message and data rates may apply. I love how they do that dramatically. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't mess this up, people. And thank you, Purple Mattress. Love having you part of the Opie Radio Podcast. Opie, Carl, it's Mark from Northeast Philly again. Uh, buddy, I just had to call and say, holy shit. I mean, any other person... In, on television or on the radio, if they had a person show up that was the wrong guest for their show that day, 99, no, 100% of them would panic and shut down and probably go to a rerunner's home. Instead, you and Carl absolutely murdered it with this crazy psycho. I understand why Carl didn't talk for 10 years, but it is by far one of the best segments I've heard on any radio program I think ever. A crazy girl walks into your office, starts beating the shit out of you two, and you guys absolutely just turn it around and make it radio gold. Uh, I can't keep saying enough great things. Carl, Opie, you guys are amazing. Love you guys. You're just killing it. And Joey, great drop in. Mark, we appreciate that. Now, the Cuban was just about to tell us a story about his 14-year-old brother diddling himself and discovering his own semen. Carl. So, he's in the bathroom, and I hear, Ma! 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 Something's coming out of my pee-pee! My mother runs in there. Now, my brother's there with his 14-year-old. He's got more hair than Dick, right? He's got this giant 14-year-old bush, right? These little robin eggs, right? (laughs) My, my mom's like over there looking at his dick and shit. And I'm like, now I'm 11. I've been crushing myself to fucking bra magazines from service merchandise for the last year. You know what I mean? I walk in like McLeod. <laughs> I'm like, he's jerking off, Ma. That's all. Get out of here. Wow. So I was like, what the fuck? And he becomes the doctor. And he became the doctor. When he and can't then, figure that shit out. And then he became a super doctor, and I became just a degenerate. Right. Do you remember the first time you figured out what this fucking thing can do? Oh, and how yeah. your whole life changed immediately? 
Oof. What, like, wait, I could do this? Well, you want to hear a funny story. This is how I figured this whole thing out, and it's so creepy. Oh, no. Yes. Mine it's not was, as creepy. It's not the creepy you think. It's a better creepy. Mine was just a simple rollover in the middle of the night. I went, what? Oh, no, no, no. How I figured everything out all in one shot. Oh, no. So there was a priest. Oh, God. His name was, oh, it doesn't matter what his name is, but he was a big, he was a big priest, right? Yeah. And he had, he, he was quickly moved from one parish to another. No, overnight, no one knew what the fuck happened. Yeah. So the other priest was very good friends with my mother and says, he has a, he, you, we just bought a VCR, the first Fisher VSR, VCR. He goes, well, the priest that left had a lot of videos and stuff, so he gave them to my mother. And they're all like in black things, typed in, like, he had like a closet full of videos. And most of them were like bootleg movies and this and that. But me being me, I'm going through every single one, and I find the fuck videos. You found the gold. I found the gold, and he had fucking porns. How old were you? I was nine. So, but little Carl knew. Yeah. Little Carl knew, like, there's gold something's not right Something's here. not right now. And I found Taboo. Remember wow. Taboo? Yeah. I mean, it's still one of the best. And that's the first time I saw, like, D-cups, and I saw this fucking dude's giant fucking... Fist of God down there and everything. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw buttholes and peepees and woo woos and wang wangs at nine. Wow. And I feel my in my pants I feel a little funny. And just watching a video, I'm like, this is it. This is gonna be the rest of my life. Yeah, no kidding. One of it's, the best days ever. There's no turning back. And they all came that, from a priest. That's like when uh the Wizard of Oz went from black and white to color, man. Oh, there's no yeah. turning back. There's no turning back. Goodbye, baseball cards. Everything. Every, Goodbye. I canceled everything. Hey, you want to play wiffle ball? No, nope. I want to stick my fist <laughs> up your butt. <laughs> you want to go build a fort? Nope. And then I just started I started kissing girls through the whole town. I was a disaster. Really? At nine. That's when the hurricane started. That's when it started. And I was terrible at it. Because I would just oh, sit under the girl's window. I was good window. at it. I'd sit on the girl's window like, hey, 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 oh, really? hey, 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 <laughs> hey, 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 go away. Then I'd stay quiet. Hey, 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 I would start up again. I was a beast. Do you think that priest was, you know, part of the problem? Well, he went to, uh, he went to prison. They caught him in Arizona. He jacked up a bunch of kids. Really? Yeah. They didn't just move him? They moved him to another. He moved from, from Patterson just, to, to the West. They the Catholic him. Church was really good at just trading these motherfuckers. Yeah, they would send. They would, hey, you want to make a trade? <laughs> yeah. We need a left-hander yeah, here, here in go. Philly. Here what do you got? We got a mutter. <laughs> 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 and, the, uh, and the, yeah, and then he ended up getting locked up. No kidding. He ended up getting locked up. It was crazy shit. We hung out at the church a little bit. Who, me? I did, but I have no memories. Maybe they're. Uh... I think we. I think we were one of the lucky ones, for real. I really do. Well, I don't think the priest found you attractive. All the kids with their homemade clothes. And, and my mom screaming. Your mom, Dottie, all nuts. Like... My mom's craziness might have saved us. Yeah. Like the priest might have was thinking yeah, was about like, it yeah. and went, "Oh, we ain't dealing with that." Right. That's probably why you never got anything from the wow. church. Wow. Because if your mom was all "God bless Jesus" and everything, yeah. Like, well, bring the kids here. We'll feed them. Next thing you know, right. you guys are getting fucking drained out. Yeah, we were. If if my mom, you know, if they told my mom, you were like, the problem family. Yeah, if my if they told my mom, look, 
Yeah, I, yeah. You, you can't. There's not enough food for the kids. Look, every Tuesday afternoon, bring them over here. Right. <laughs> Make sure they bring their uh, bathing suits. Yeah, bring their bathing suits. Go swim in uh, Father McLannery's tub. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we were prime, man. But th- I bet you it was the uh, my mom's You're, craziness. Yeah, she was so crazy. You became that family, that red flag family. Right. They wanted the easy ones. Jesus. That's crazy shit, man. Growing up, growing up now seems so much easier. I don't know, man. Like. I I got really sad because uh, this past Halloween, my my daughter, she's in kindergarten, right. and I signed up for uh, pumpkin carving day. Okay. This might bring the first tears on this podcast. No shit. <clears throat> so it was at 10 o'clock. 10 right? a.m. 10 a.m. How'd you manage that, Opster? <laughs> I'm up at 5.30. Oh, that's right. You got I know you're going for the joke, but this is in my wheelhouse. Okay. So basically, I dropped her off at school at 9, and I had to be back at 10. So I went and uh, grabbed a bite to eat and was doing my thing. I, I, I did an Instagram Live and all that horse shit. And then I go back to the school for the pumpkin uh, carving at 10. Problem was, I got there at 10.02. 10.02, which is important to the story. I walk in all happy. It's going to be father-daughter carving the pumpkins. I'm going to look like a little hero uh, for her, you know, because there's only a few uh, parents that sign up for this because they do all have real, real fucking jobs. I walk in happy as could be. Here we go. Dot, dot, dot. I look around. All the tables are filled. Kids, 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 two parents at every table. Looking around, where's my daughter? I turn to my right. She's on the rug where they do the little reading thing with one of the teachers crying her fucking eyes out. Oh, no. She didn't think I was showing. Oh, she didn't think I was showing, Carl. God. How do you minutes? deal with that? And that's what I was trying to tell her. I'm like, I, I didn't say that. I didn't even say it was late. I go, look, 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 look. You know, I'm not late. They just started early. Oh, my God. It's okay. It's okay. Just sobbing, like can't even control herself. Oh, my God. Was I she felt, happy to see you? Yeah, of course. Did and, she give you a little hug and everything? No, not at first. Because she, was, she was trying to process this shit. And the, and the teacher, which bothered me, but they were just trying to do the right thing. They're like, look, some parents, because they were trying to say, like, all parents were invited and some are going to show up and some can't. So they put me in the uh, I can't category when I told my daughter. Well, that was no, sloppy. I'm, that was sloppy, right? Cause that was sloppy. I told my daughter, look, I'll be back in an hour. I can't wait to do this with you because I'm way more present in my life. I was, right. I was looking forward to it and excited. She's uncontrolled. She, we can't, we can't stop her from crying. Oh, that's, when you see a little girl crying up for you, Dude, that's, I don't, that'll stop everything. I don't know if there's anything worse in this entire fucking world. I'll oh, tell you right yeah. now. I'll tell you right now. Losing them. That sucks. Uh, yeah. And then, so, then she got together and she stood up. We, I explained, like, I'm not late. They just started early. It's okay. It's okay. I'm here. It's, right, it's right, okay. Right. Let's, we're good. We're good. And then, you know, we ended up having, uh, you know, an awesome time. An awesome time. And, you know, I, I, you learn that those type of moments, they'll never forget. I hope, I hope she forgets the part where she thought I wasn't showing but she'll never forget that, you know, uh, dad came to school to, you know, carve some pumpkins. Wow. Dude, my heart was in my, I want to say my gut. It was it was in my toes. I'm like, holy shit. And for a second, I thought I was responsible. Like, you, you piece of shit, you're late. But I, I wasn't. But she has one of these teachers that... He's very on time. So I learned I learned the hard way. Do not be late. Is this the guy that do the records? Was he there? 
his daughter. <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> you got to go way back. That's the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I, I see him and I get scared that he listens to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Because I really like him. And I'm just but we leaving. gave him a beating. We did give him a beating. I'm trying to remember what episode that was on for people that uh, haven't listened to all these. But, uh, yeah, he, he sits home. He's a stay-at-home dad, and he, he likes collecting his records. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a piece of shit. <laughs> dad and Nooch cataloging the records. Yeah. Today we do A. And then, and then the only other thing. This was all the stuff I, I wanted to talk about on the last podcast, but when uh, uh, Gina showed up, forget it. Game yeah, over. Hurricane Gina. Hurricane Gina. Crazy Gina. She's but brought back memories of all of us uh, hanging out with crazy girls. Oh, I love crazy girls. Well, they're fun. But it's funny. Like I remember like we started that podcast. Like I'm telling you, like, I'm settling in for the winter. Right. <laughs> right. Well, I still I have to settle in for the winter. That's, this, but this is my life. This is why... This is why, like, it's crazy. And this is why you shouldn't text at a bar. And that's why I shouldn't be at a bar all day. So you were drunk at a bar, and then that's where the texting went awry. I'm drunk. I'm saying happy. I'm having a okay. good time. I'm having a happy time. You're marathoning. Yeah, I drink a lot in a day. A lot? You know when I realized I drink a lot? The other day, somebody says, let's go out day drinking. So I says, all right. So I, one of my, ba- my best places to day drink is Hooters. Hooters is the best. Why? Because everyone's a, that's a day drinking place. For what reason? It's just the way that it is. Is it kind of hack though with the girls where you can't even see their skin? They look like they they have tiny outfits on, but they don't. They got flush colored fucking shit on. And you're the back of a Nissan Sentra in the parking lot, you get to see all the skin you are. <laughs> I used to hate going to. You put me in a, you I'm put... like at that point, go to a strip club. Beers, so... the beer's probably better at the strip club. Never, never. Worst place to drink. We used to hang out at that Hooters on uh, 56th Street when we worked at NAW. We went down there a lot, and it drove me nuts. I'm like, stop with the fake flirting and the fake cleavage. Everything was pushed together. They they were like barely a B, but they try to make it look like a full C. We call that a playful B, and there's nothing wrong with that OP. And then you look, are they wearing shorts? No, they're not. They're sort of wearing shorts, but everything else is flesh color. Fuck. Fuck Hooters. All right, so for all the men, no, but so, no, <laughs> for but, all the men that like to no, touch but, girls' ouchies, no, you just you trigger me. But ta- explain why Hooters is a, a so, day drinking place. First of all, you get the big beers. Second of all, they have tachos, which are tater tot nachos. So it's everything on nachos, but on top of tater tots. Yeah, you can't probably that. America's best appetizer. And I don't even talk about it. I quietly go there and get the tachos, and a happy hour. Happy hour at Hooters starts with when they open. And in 10 minutes before they close, happy hour's over. Wow. <laughs> and so, when, when do they go tater tots? I've been out of the game for a long bro, time. Bro, my friend Ben, you know Ben from uh, from California? Lagunita? From the Lagunitas guy. He's yeah. like, one day he's like, he's got that voice. I'm like, what's up, Ben? He goes, this is what's going on today. Tachos, Hooters, casino, cigarettes. I'm like, perfect. You just sold me on yeah. Hooters. For real. So I go to, the, I get Fuck the my rant. <laughs> get rid of that rant, Joey. Tater no, tots with everything, with ground beef oh, on I get it, it, with the cheddar cheese and the sour cream. I get it. I, I spend the extra two bucks for the fucking extra guacamole. Guacamole. That's <laughs> how <laughs> that other dumb podcast started. <laughs> she called me out on it. <laughs> yeah. The guacamole. And I, and I sit there and I drink a big beer and the, and the girls are great. And plus, here's the thing to t- for day drinking. I'm going to tell you guys rule number one, why I do well at day drinking. Yeah. 
I figure out how long I'm going to be there, and I tip up front. I up I front load the tip. So I sit at Hooters and I give the girl thirty bucks, and I said, "Chances are I'm going to be drunk later, so I'm going to tip you now." You're all set. Game over. Game over. She's going to take care of you. You got a now 50-50 she's think- chance of dating her. <laughs> right? Well, and she also is now thinking that she's I'm done. getting way more than the thirty. Right. Because you're probably going to, you know, uh, leave more at the end. Right. Yeah. So she's already front loaded thirty. So now. I'm, all my doubles are triples because I drink double Jim Beams. Jesus. I, I drank the other day. So anyway, I'll tell you the story. So I'm at Hooters, and we get there. And I remember we sit there at 1130 in the morning. The lady's like, fresh bottle. Tells me, fresh bottle of Jim Beam. So my friend's like, ha, ha, ha. Oh, they know you here. I'm like, no, I literally know. Like, even the people that are delivering food there. Like, yeah. like in the back, the guy's like, Carl! <laughs> like the guy from Cisco that's delivering to Frozen Wings. Now Carl's here. So... I sit there by 5.30. I order another shot, and she's like, uh, I got to go go get another bottle. Went through the bottle of gym, and I look at my friend, comatose. Wow. Like, I didn't talk to him for a while. Right. Because I'm just texting and doing whatever shit I'm doing on Instagram, yelling at people, whatever. I turn around. I'm like, what's going on? You want to go to the casino? He's like, <laughs> and I'm perfectly fine. <laughs> right. So I'm like. Are you serious, bro? Drink some coffee. Yeah, done. That's when I realized, like, he's trying to go shot for shot for me. I went through a bottle. Yeah, I, I've hung out with you enough. I don't, I don't really know the difference between sober Carl and drunk Carl. That's a shame. For real, I, yeah, I got to work on that. No, it's it's a little scary. It is scary. I mean, you'll start a little dance. Yeah, you'll start swaying a little bit. You know. Doing some of those Cuban moves. Sometimes I. But besides that, you have no tells. You don't have many tells. No, I try to stay. You really don't. Try to stay as clean as possible. But when I saw that, I was like, uh, I just went through a bottle. I was like, that's aggressive. That's crazy. That's aggressive. I I don't know how you do it. And I felt great. That's crazier. I mean, after that, we went for tacos. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the A-B test on that, just to make yourself feel better, and for science, is to try to replicate that but in a different bar. Right. Because my theory is you weren't getting actual Jim Beam. No, she opened the bottle in front of me and put the, put the tap in. Okay. Plus, I drink. Did you see her pour every single one? I, I don't even have to do that, well, Robert. What, you I'm, don't think he was getting alcohol? Maybe not as much. I guess just Or watered down no. shit? No yeah. way. No way because uh, I know the taste of things. Okay. That's yeah. the thing. I would know. My body's so tuned into Jim Beam. I, I'll know the minute. I could, and plus, I know how to spot, I, I know how to spot fake bottles. So uh, I worked in a, I worked in a college bar. With the Mary, the Mary we, the we watered down. Oh yeah, we watered down. But now they don't do they don't water down as much as change the brand. Okay. Like uh, if you go to most there's a there's a there's a vodka out there called Svetka. I think it's made out of baby parts. It's fucking <laughs> disgusting. Yeah. Right. So that's the one that they they do a lot. They do the switch. So there was in, in my. In what do my, you mean they do it a lot? They put it in uh, fancier bottles. Right. So. About four years ago, five years ago, we go, my wife used to make up this story. My ex-wife, I love saying that. My ex-wife, God, that feels good. <laughs> Fuck you. And uh, she used to uh, make up an excuse that the kids wanted to go to TGI Fridays, but it was her. She wanted to eat that whole Jack Daniels rib sampler. Right? <laughs> <laughs> She's two propane tanks away from a trailer, that one. <laughs> <laughs> He's snorting. <laughs> so we go there, and I decide I'm going to have 
Grey Goose on the rocks. Because when I was with her, I didn't drink that much bourbon because bourbon makes me violent, right? Vodka makes me peaceful. So we got close a couple times, me and her. Like, like one time I jumped out of the car, like in the middle of the fucking road. Like, bourbon makes me nuts. And really? she, she hit all those buttons. Right. Where, like, there was no way for me not eye-fucking her the whole time. Like, this girl's totally screwing me. Like, I would start getting in my own head. Like, right. this is a complete roller coaster ride. And only, I'm only on one. bourbon? Bourbon. You should have got that feeling on apple juice. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta help my friend out. Oh, that was so nice. That was, that was, a, clean, that was clean. That was a clean hit. <laughs> Those are the ones you bleed out. Like you go, fuck, it's worse than we thought. I'm like, only on bourbon? <laughs> That's hard to recover. That's great. So so I uh, I ordered a Grey Goose on the rocks. I'm like, whoa, this is not Grey Goose. Right? So... I order another one, <laughs> of course. <laughs> you know what I mean? I go through them like water. Yeah. I order another one. I'm like, this is not fucking Grey Goose. I'm starting to get like this feeling behind my eye. I'm like, there's a lot of fucking shit in this thing. Ends up fast. Oh, and then and then my, my ex-wife is like, you think you're an expert on everything while she's drinking giant Mai Tais with four umbrellas <laughs> in them <laughs> with blue Curacao and I'm like, oh, fuck it. What a mess that was. What was I thinking? But the um, But she's like, you think you know everything. Four months later, ABC comes. East Hanover, TGI Fridays, shut down because they were they were fucking switching bottles out. Wow. And it was just a manager trying to make costs. It was one dumb dumb. Almost put the whole fucking corporate chain in jeopardy. Well, we we did it to put extra money in our pockets. Right. Well, he's just trying to make costs. You know what I mean? What? No, we also did because in college, these people are, are still ordering and they could barely fucking see. They don't even know their names. Right. We were flat out pouring shots of water. They were paying for shots of water. Oh, yeah. You get them drunk enough. And then, college towns are. And right. then look, you know, game over. You right. know that money goes in your pocket. You're not serving alcohol at that point, and you're you're being actually responsible because you're looking at these people like there's no way they should have another shot. So with straight up water. Oh, we, we knew we could get away with it from time to time. That's funny. Yeah. Just water. Water. Nothing little colored. No. Not a lot. I don't want to over oversell this, but absolutely. You knew when you can do it. Yes, we did. Yeah, we absolutely did. And you know what? You did them a favor. Yeah. So. You did them a favor. Those kids get sick, man. They drink a lot. College oh, kids. Oh, man. I went to Geneseo when it was a drinking school. It was insane. It was like $5 all you could drink, and they gave you a glass, <laughs> a glass mug, and they just filled it up. And it was our... Well, first I did it as a as a student, but then I started working at the bars, and you know we were basically told knock these fuckers out fast, because they're going to keep coming like zombies. Right. So we made the drinks extra uh, extra strong to knock them out fast, and then you'd walk back to your dorm. I lived in Oneonta for the people that know the Geneseo campus from from town. It was like these fields. Yeah, yeah. You showed and, me. And I was there. Oh, you were there. Yes. That's right. Cool. Like I walked through this whole thing. I'm like, no, that's like a tundra. And we called it the tundra. And and these all you could drink nights were so bad. People would kids would be passed out all the way back to the dorm. They would find a tree and say, "Fuck that! I can't make it. <laughs> I can't make. Like, it. I can't make it." <laughs> this. I mean, you know, I'm older than you. This was the time when the drinking age was, you know, sort of 21. It was sort of in the yeah. 18 could still fucking get away with drinking in, in these uh, these college towns. It was insane. That's awesome. My brother went to Brown. It was, yeah. They were awful. I would imagine. 
but the, they but the, took it seriously. I knew right away, like, oh boy, yeah, this is a problem. I, I, I'm going to run the radio station so I get something out of my college That's college funny. years. Well, you're smart. So I was smart because I was like, the rest of this is horseshit. Unbelievable. Yeah, so. I went to Brown to visit my brother once in a while. What was good was the RISD chicks, the Rhode Island School of Design girls. Wow. I mean, just run with your brung. And I would go up there and just dominate. I would dominate. So they would go to Brown to try to get, like, well, rich, uh, these smart, these brainiacs. And then they I, and then they would, in the middle and of they that They would mix, run into Carl. They would, they would be, like, run, you know, running through a fucking pile of leaves, and they're beating an anvil right there to stop <laughs> you dead in your tracks. But you had to make believe you went to Brown. What, what was your fucking rap? Or you, I was my you, brother. I took over my brother's identity. You did. I, so my, oh, you listen to this. When my brother graduated, I went up. We went up like a week ahead because it was like the first person to graduate from anything right, <laughs> with right. my last name. You know yeah. I mean? And we went up a week. We made like a vacation of it. So I hung out. And then uh, I would hung out in my brother's room and all that bullshit, right? So he was dormant from top to bottom. He never left the campus. Like a real fucking nerd, right? So there was a party one night. It was a girl that he was friends with, a little Asian girl that was friends with him when he was a sophomore. Why do I know this? Because she was drunk at a party talking to George, who was me. And she's like, I'm so happy you're graduating, this and that. And I'm just, I look just like him. And I'm like, no problem, she's hammered. So I take her down. Two days later, my brother goes, you know what? You're a real fucking asshole. I said, what? He goes, I ran into Kelly. You know Kelly. I'm like, nope, never heard of her. <laughs> he goes, enough, Carl. You literally, like, that's that should be illegal. She thought you were me. I'm like... Well, she was good. I mean, we were good. <laughs> wow. Yeah. He was mad at me for a fucking minute. Yeah, but you helped his game. He didn't see it that way. Oh, my God. Because now, you know, they would be running up to him like he's... Yeah, she was like, hey, George. And then my brother ignored her. And she's like, what's the matter? Like, Right. And like, fuck him. He was like, I'm sorry. That's my brother. He's walking around... Oh, in he pers- fucking blows right up off the his back. He's walking around impersonating <laughs> me around the fucking campus. <laughs> Meanwhile, the girl fucking wants to send him flowers. <laughs> I did more for him in, in a, No kidding. In an afternoon, I was the best up there. And his friends loved me. Yeah. One of his friends was... Um, I think his name was Michael Braun... From the Braun Shaving sure. Dynasty, the German guys? Yeah. That guy became my friend in 30 seconds. He's like, this is the Ruiz I want to be with. And we partied up and down. This kid had unlimited money. Jesus. Back then when you needed money, like action right, to go up right. there, Like money, money in your pocket. Like, money, money, money. And he was awesome. He had a he had a BMW M3 doing donuts and shit and the thing. Like he had all the money. He was going out with Petra Brando. Roland Brando's granddaughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, she was a mess. Oh, so that was in a week. That was my squad. Oh, and my brother <laughs> is studying for the. Oh, my brother's <laughs> fucking with his light bright T-shirt, walking around like a real fucking jerk off. <laughs> who's the stupid one now? Yeah, who's the, yeah I'm the dumb one. <laughs> no. Now he can have any girl he wants, even though he still doesn't have game, though, right? Oh no, there was this one girl that this this uh, girl that I dated. The uh, girl I the actually right after I lost my virginity, I met this girl. And uh, she was a nurse with my brother. My, he was my brother's nurse. And my, like for a year, they didn't put it together. And all of a sudden she goes, is your brother Carl? She's like, he's like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this girl was something, though. This one, this was my first heartbreak. Really? My, that's when you I actually had a heartbreak. I had two that were really bad. But this was my first one. The first one wasn't a heartbreak, but I wasn't happy. So I met her down the shore, and we were together. 
I mean, we had sex like three times a day. It was incredible. I was brand new to the game. I was having the time of my life. Yeah. She was a rich white girl. And her parents had a boat behind the house, and we would go sneak into the boat. It was awesome. Right? So I thought it was the best. You like boats. I'm Cuban. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go. You got to go. I told that beach story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gina. Where you went? Where you went? <laughs> I think she got a little jammed up, and we had to dig her out a little bit. I love that story. It's like from, baby M from in a the past well. episode of the OB Radio podcast. Go search it out. Thank you. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm with this girl, and I'm like head over heels, and she was, and I would go visit her in the winter, and then the next summer came by, and everything was fine. All of a sudden, one of my boys says, "Carl, I got to talk to you." I said, "Yeah, sure," but he says, "About your girl." I said, uh, "God, yeah." He goes, uh, uh, "You know, I had sex with her." I'm like, uh, "All right, cool, man." I mean. When he's like, the whole time, I'm like, oh. I'm like, all right, uh, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll fine. You know what I mean? I'm like, whatever. Right. You know what I mean? He goes, and so did he, and so did he, and so did he. Basically, your whole squad down here. Oh my I god! Like, I was like, him too. Oh, I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the first time that I realized you ain't alone. Yeah, she's just like you. And that was the biggest life lesson for me. It's, you know, fuck it, women are just like men. They think just like we do. We we make believe as men because we're brought up like idiots. Right. Like we're the king of the castle. Yeah. That she ain't up to nothing. That once she meets you, that there's no other thing going on. I learned quick. Do you want to go for a tag? You hit that too? No, no, no. <laughs> I was going to say. No. Breakup stories. Oh, let's now do you it. Got All right. Look ahead. at Robert. He's sitting up. You got a breakup story, Robert? Got, I'll go to you next. I got a hundred of them. Go <laughs> So back to Geneseo. Right. I graduate. Um, I decide I'm going to do this radio thing. And my whole squad, I, I ran with a lot of people. And I, I, saw, I saw the pictures of you in Geneseo. Yeah. You were a machine. And you had a big network behind you. I had a, a lot of friends, uh, fraternity, uh, the, uh, the guys I hung out at, at the bar. Uh, big squad, and a lot of them decided after college we're all going to move to Boston. Uh, and I love Boston. I finally got to live there, which is awesome. But back then, I'm like, if I want to do this radio thing, I can't move to Boston. You know how this works, Robert. You can't mm -hmm. go to a big market. you got to start off in the minor leagues. So I thought it was way smarter to move to Rochester, which I ended up having a good time. Uh, you've been up to Rochester. Right. It's a special place. But Rochester compared to Boston, hello, young right. kid, 21, 22 years old. My girlfriend's like, I'm going to Boston. I'm like, fuck. I, I was really into her. Right. I blew off going to Boston with my girl that I was into and my squad to stay behind to get this radio dream uh, started. Long story short, we would go up there every weekend to visit the squad, or as much as we can. Right. We would take that long fucking ride from Rochester to Boston in the winter. It's like seven hours out on I-90, right? Yeah. And it, th that's when I had to work five days a week. I had no pull, so we would leave Friday late. I had to wait for Buzzy. You've met Buzzy. Yeah. Um, and we'd have to be back Sunday night. So in between this seven-hour ride, we had to get our party in and our fun in, and then Sunday, come Sunday afternoon, we would have to f go all the way back to Rochester because we had jobs on Monday. 
And my girl was living in Cape Cod. She decided actually to blow up Boston and go to Cape Cod. So every time I went to Boston, I would kind of see her. Then all of a sudden, I wasn't seeing her as much. And I'm like, I'm trying to ignore all the signs. And then I would be like calling her up going, hey, I'm in Boston. I, I, I want to go see you. And she's like, ah, I got to work. You oh. know, all these excuses that I, 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 I wasn't seeing the signs. She finally, because I wouldn't give up on her. She's like, all right, I, I, I'm free tomorrow. Come out to you know Cape Cod. So I take the long ride from Boston to Cape Cod to go see her. All excited. This is the chick I'm really into. She she uh, picks me up. I think I took a train or something because for some reason she uh, she picked me up. I don't remember how I got there, but I know she had she picked me up with her car. Maybe I took a bus. I don't even remember that part of the story. Holy shit. She opens up the trunk, and that's where I saw the size eh, 14, I would say, <laughs> sneakers in her trunk. And I went, once again, my heart dropped. I'm like, holy fuck, she's got another guy. And she didn't tell me. Oh. I feel like the biggest piece of shit right now. And I put the bag in. She saw the sneakers. She saw that I saw the sneakers. And now it was really awkward. I still hung out with her that weekend. We still fooled around even. But I knew game over. This thing that I thought was special, just like you were saying, right. wasn't as special as I thought it was. So I kind of had my fun. And then went into like basically a deep depression. Like, holy fuck, you're stupid. That you didn't read these fucking signs. Oh. Yeah, so obviously this guy was gone for the night or the day or whatever. I don't know. I never met him, never asked. Ne didn't even ask. We all knew. There's nothing We to all knew about. what was going on. Right. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'll make the best of it. And fuck over Johnny. And uh, But in the end, she moved back to Rochester when I was living up there. And she wanted to, she wanted to try to get it going again. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. Once that trust is broken, you fuck don't Fuck you. Yeah. We're done. We're done. To you, Robert. <laughs> now I could I could try and top heartbreak, or I could just go fucked up breakup story. Just tell just the one you're feeling, my brother. Hold on a second. What candy is that? Oh, Rob, this is homemade candy. <laughs> Who made it? <laughs> my mother made it. Okay. Robert's mother makes homemade candy, Carl, and he and he was thoughtful enough to give me a lot. <laughs> Jesus, what is she? Did, she? did she do this full time? It's like ten pounds of candy, and they're obviously leftover Halloween uh, chocolate lollipops. Did, what do you mean leftover? Uh, Halloween's over. And no, I understand, look, but it's, you, it has to be leftover because it still uh, has did, Halloween shit on. Did them. they sell? Is it? Well, the, she sends me a whole box. She's been making this stuff, you know, for thirty something years. Would always send care packages, so sends it to the office and you know it's been sitting at, on the desk look at the love behind these the wrapping and the little orange bows for halloween oh no he's gonna taste the candy oh shit oh are you gonna get a food review how long should we be making this 30 years or so does she do anything else? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a profession. It's a hobby. And she... Uh, On a hobby, be, like, how serious does she take it? To be clear... <laughs> you have one she, of those moms. She molds the... It's, it's, look, she, it's not... She makes the chocolate. She molds it. Oh, I, I want to oversell does. it. I know she does. I can see the bubbles. Yeah. Is it it's good? It's just a little thing. It's... It's a very nice gesture. Nice chocolate. But you might be a little too old for the... Uh, for the homemade candy, eh, bring it in for the kids. <laughs> Look, he's getting uncomfortable. <laughs> totally. <laughs> no, it's good chocolate. Does she do the the Christmas cookies too? Oh yeah, she's got to go Christmas cookies. Oh yeah, no, are the cookies that... better than the chocolate? Yes. All right, we'll find out. Yeah, back to Robert. Breakup story. 
right, I'll, all right. You started. Uh, I'll go. My ex-wife. We've been having problems. We got together in Boston. Moved to New York together. Um, things started going. You know, a little awry. Um, and I, uh, I knew. Remember in the last podcast, your friend Gina was talking about emotional cheating and stuff like that. Yeah, which I don't believe, but. Well, I'm still trying to get her to dinner. So <laughs> I'm, I'm still trying to figure out uh, where the distance is, you know, between us is going. Can we jump in before you finish the story? Yeah. Robert liked Gina. I was right in my wheelhouse. You like the crazy ones. Don't I can. I, let me tell you something. You know, how many of these other stories have you heard? You're too old for crazy. I know. Crazy's like when you're young and, and they're throwing around that those Cuervo shots. You enjoy the Cuervo shots. You get too old. You don't enjoy Cuervo shots anymore, and you don't enjoy crazy broads. I was sitting You're here. You're too old for crazy, Robert. Opie, Opie, I'm sitting here because one thing I know, like I'm a, I'm a close contact fighter, right? Yeah. So I'm sitting here like a like a bandolero, and the minute she sits down, I see Robert's eyes fucking completely change. You know I'm good with tells. I'm like, yeah. this motherfucker likes her. So the whole time I'm just staring at him. Yeah. She would move, he would move. She would move, he would move. Yeah, I'm watching. I was riding her levels. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you were. Then she took her jacket off. Fucking this guy went off like a wheel of fortune machine in Atlantic City. Bing, 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 bing. Is that when we had technical problems? Yeah, and then all of a sudden my mic went off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, did you like her? Oh, he was Dr. Phil. You know what Dr. Phil is? When you talk, when a girl's talking and and you're nodding your head. Oh, really? Like, in complete agreement. I'm watching him. I mean, he's oh. she'll eat you alive, Rob. You got to clean those tails. Oh, I'm I'm absolutely sure of it. I could see the whole thing down the road. But he doesn't mind being eaten alive. Well, no, no, oh, no. He no. likes it. That's no, no, his fetish. I, I know yeah. the That's difference. His Take everything. When you've his been fetish through... is being completely destroyed. <laughs> right. Being left a well, desert no, the... of a man. <laughs> she bangs up his new car. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Takes everything from him. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love... This is my wheelhouse. Oh. How, well, many, guys no, but, but how many guys did you bang tonight? <laughs> right. She's boiling my pet right now. <laughs> Where did the oh, rabbit God, go? She said my mother's chocolate socks and balls oh my god i love her <laughs> come with the difference she's fighting is, with all the neighbors oh i'm gonna get her something at sales <laughs> all their all the neighbors are awake looking out their windows oh my god i'm turned on <laughs> she wrote i have a little dick with lipstick on my windshield <laughs> right, right. she drew a big giant hairy oh. cock on the side of my car i'm gonna get her some edi- i'm gonna get <laughs> I gotta try to work like this. Ooh, I'm, gonna oh send, I'm gonna send her an edible arrangement. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get mom to give her some of that homemade chocolate. <laughs> mom, can you do them without a pumpkin? Can you maybe put hearts on them? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh. go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Tell your story. <laughs> go ahead. You know, we just went in on you. <laughs> Uh, it uh, <laughs> the, the point is to I saw it all right yes so you don't go to crazy if you're attracted to it right that's how we learn is do you not don't do that the next time at least you try not to a hundred bucks he would go out to dinner with Gina a hundred bucks yeah. I'm not smart I make no bones about that all I'm saying is crazy is <laughs> for the young I think we all went through that s- stage where it was kind of exciting in a weird way right sure but then you get too old, and you're like, fuck that. But anyway. No. I digressed. Yes, you do. So I caught, uh, I knew my ex-wife was talking to this guy. Did she know him? I always like to know oh, the forensics. Yeah. Oh, wait, absolutely. We, we'd, we'd been to their wedding. We'd been to his wedding. Oof. And uh, Was he friends with you, too? He tried to be. 
and uh, came over to my ex-mother-in-law's, came up to Massachusetts, uh, brought presents for everybody. More of the red flags are starting to, you know, come out. Now, I'm really trying to make this work, and we'd sort of gotten through a rough patch, and it's just, you know, she was in a total other place. And uh, we come back to New York, and uh, uh, then this guy moves down. He leaves his wife, and he moves down for a job. uh, I'm sorry, not for a job. He wants to go to culinary school. He's in his 30s, and he wants to go to culinary school. And what did you teach us? Bad idea. Yeah. Career change is bad. So um, I'm just getting more. No, we're just friends. Everything's fine. I'm like, no, nobody spends this much time um, and talking about the stuff you guys are talking about in front of me. So I start, you know, my Italian and my jersey come out, and I start really kind of laying into it. And then um, I was, she was out working one night, and I got home out of a, off a gig early, and our... Uh, place where we lived the television you know somebody rings a bell downstairs you know to get in the building and you could turn this channel on the tv and you'd be able to see who was at the door so uh i sometimes for fun would just kind of go up and down the the dials just to see who's walking by the tv and i or the door and I, i i'm doing that and i catch her and this guy right on the thing so I hit the, you know, in the days of VCR, I hit the VCR. I hit record on whatever the tape was in there. And I have, you don't hear anything, but I have her laughing, you know, has a bigger smile than she had for a long time. And, and then the two of them just start making out right in front of my wow. fucking door. Wow. Oh. So. Uh, How hard did you get? Oh, I was. <laughs> 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 I walked right into that one. <laughs> you dead, man. You dead. Go check him. He's dead. <laughs> I don't even want to look at Robert right now. <laughs> You're dead. My man is dead. <laughs> <laughs> and there they were. Cause how hard you get? <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Oh, we established that. Oh, I know it was. Uh, whatever. It was perfect. Sorry, Robert. <laughs> so she came back up. She came upstairs. Um, Twenty minutes later or so, and uh, she goes, "Oh, you're you're here." Yeah, and then she comes up alone, right? He goes away. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm watching TV. You've got to see what I just saw on TV. And I spun it back, and I played it for her, and she just, like, folded like a house of cards, just, wow. like, sobbing and all that. And then it just, I mean, it never kind of repaired itself from there. We, you know, made some effort, but we realized that was it. not long after that, uh, you know, we've since, you know, fortunately, we're, we're friends now. It's you know, decade has passed and all that sort of right. stuff. But I mean, do you talk about a gut punch? It's Brother. watching that. Is she still with that dude? No, no, no. She that that she realized she was going through something and and wasn't listening to me or or you know just people go nuts on stuff and they uh, she just turned her attention to this this other guy. Um, but no, it's you know like I said, we we probably never should have gotten married. We probably just should have stayed friends. But is she married now? No, no, no. She you know I think. Uh, did you, did you ever come back and so you could hit it? What, what's that? What's that? No, it's we don't. Not that ship sailed. I mean, that day it was. You Sir, know. that ship always has a port. <laughs> <laughs> wow, 
one of my bestest girl. I, I mean, the, her, the story of our, you know, us breaking up was it wasn't that good. It's like a regular breakup story, so it's no big deal. Yeah. But uh, she broke my heart. She was the first like super tall model looking girl that that I was able to date, and like she was just stunning, absolutely stunning. And when she broke up, like I was fucking hurt. Fast forward ten years, eight years. Now she looks like a fucking linebacker. I took her down anyway. Took her down. Took her down. She didn't look the way she did, but she's still like the same voice and everything. I figured I needed closure. Right. And then I just, uh, you know, I took care of it and I just uh, told her I was going outside for a cigarette and I left. That was it. Even Steven. Even Steven. Now we're even. See you later. I had one like Robert, to be honest with you, in Buffalo. Did you? Oh, yeah. That's why I laughed hard at that one. I, I understand that feeling. I oh, when she's just a machine of a beast that just wants to hurt you every day. Well, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, this girl was way out of my league, looks-wise, maturity-wise. <coughs> and I fell for her hard when I moved to Buffalo. And, uh, you know, but I was always suspicious. We were definitely uh, going out dating. And I was always suspicious uh, that her ex-boyfriend uh, was in the picture. Right. And she would always be like, no. But she also couldn't fully commit with me. She kept me on the hook. We were dating, but then it felt like we weren't, and I was suspicious. And um, Anyway, long story short, I finally I couldn't take her anymore, and I knew I had to move on. So I started dating other uh, women, girls, whatever. And she did not like that. No. Because she, she was playing some fucked up game that I certainly did not understand. And she needed to still play this game with me, like sort of go out with me but not really and so i i flew actually down to long island for the bab gig to do nights at bab i was uh working in buffalo uh, radio at the time i get back and uh you know before cell phones and i see my answer machine has like fucking 12 to 15 messages on it a lot of messages i should have had two maybe i'm like whoa look at this maybe the words got out that i'm moving you know back to long island and doing radio all of a sudden, I pushed fucking play on that. Uh, and it's her? And it's her. Oh, Big no. fucking mistake. I should have fucking listened to half the first message and threw the fucking answer machine away. She goes, hey, hi, Greg. Just want to let you know that uh, Randy's here. Ooh, Randy. And that Randy was the guy I was suspicious of, the old boyfriend. And I'm, like, sitting, waiting for it. Waiting for it. Like, waiting for it. Like, here it comes. And he's eating me out real good right now and it feels great i'm like what the fuck this was over a few messages she was teasing a little bit but that was the grand finale basically and then she's like hey randy say hi and i could hear her passing the phone yeah yeah yeah, old school and all of a sudden this motherfucker's voice comes on and gives me the fucking gut punch that's right i'm here and i've been with her ever since you fucking were dating her uh, and that's right, I'm eating her out. Wow. And I'm all alone in Buffalo. In Buffalo. In There's Buffalo. There's good chicks Probably. No, it was winter in Buffalo. Oh, no good. And uh, like just like Robert, my heart was gone. Oh. 
but I had a radio show. So what I did was I played the uh, the recordings on my radio show, and I also played it for her mom and her grandfather, who thought she was an angel. Is this where Opie the Destroyer was born? Yeah, probably. <laughs> was that what? Because started? everyone thought she was the you know a little princess and did never did anything wrong. So I'm like, hey, uh, Miss Blah Blah, I want to uh, I want to show you what your daughter's up to, and I fucking put all Good those messages on her machine. And played some of them, uh, you know, I had to edit a little bit, Robert. You understand that, mm-hmm. old school radio. Well, and, and put them on my fucking radio show. Good for you. Yes. I don't see any problem with that. That's a shitty thing to do. It was unbelievable because it, it, was, it was a no-win situation. I'm like, I was all in. I'm like, yeah, I want to date you. This is good. You know, I'm, I'm into this. And then she was giving me these signs like, eh. So I was like, all right, I guess I got to move on, which was really hurtful to begin with because I cared. You know, I was definitely attracted to her. Just, and then she hits me with that. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, but that's just cruel. That's 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 pure. Cr- that goes back yeah, to that's the, evil. That goes back to the crazy girl thing. Yeah, that's evil. I mean, I've had girls follow me state to state, but you know, that's that that this is that's some next level shit. I mean, you know the. When I saw that my ex in the in the door, that was an accident. Uh, yeah, and and she's. I mean, I got an apology years later over yeah. it. But this is that's some next level evil shit. Wait, wait what do you I, mean it was an accident? Well, he she would, didn't intend for me to see that. Yeah, it wasn't. He, she wasn't trying to throw. But it you in my had face. to have a feeling. You weren't oh, just, yeah, you yeah, weren't yeah. just fooling around. You're like, she's outside there. Maybe I could fucking see. No, her. I literally didn't know you didn't that know. she was going to be home. I, I, yeah, I mean but, that's fate. But to finish up, back to Carl's story where you go back there. Right. So now fast forward. It's been a year or two. I don't know exactly. But about – let's call it a year, year and a half. See, uh, I, I was still going up to Buffalo and Rochester to visit because I had a lot of friends up there. Still right. do to this day. Unfortunately, I don't get to see them as much because we all have uh, very different lives. So I would make my trip to Rochester and then I would drive to Buffalo to see the, that squad, as you like to right. say. And uh, I'm like, you know what? And I call her up. And she was very excited, like, oh, my God, you're in Buffalo. You know, it's been fast forward. I, I'm now doing my thing on Long Island, and she's certainly moved on. Long story short, just like you, I, I met her in the in, at the mall, and we ended up having crazy-ass sex in the car. Like, unbelievable. And was it, Randy behind you? <laughs> I, I think at this point, I believe, well, I don't know. I, I know he ended up dying of... Uh, the old, uh, the old Obster anger. <laughs> the old, uh, the, the old getting the hitman from Long Island. The old Coconooch. Oh, the devil's dandruff. Um, but I can relate to the closure thing because I knew it was different. I knew this would be the last time I see her, which is weird, right? Because it's like it, it was a good fucking afternoon. I'll be yeah. honest with you. And you know, and I, she actually even brought me to see her mom. And she's like, oh, my God, how you doing? Everything was like, oh, wow, so good to see you. And when I drove back to Long Island after that trip, I knew I would never see her again. And it was okay. And and it was okay for her, too, by the way. Those are the best. She wasn't expecting, like, this to be a new beginning. It was almost like, yeah, that was a little ugly, how how all that shit went down. You know what I mean? It was some weird closure for, you know, how old was I? I was was like mid-20s at that point. I've had some. A recent one, which was which was really enlightening to me, was um, one advice I give people now that I, it's new advice. If you get divorced, you're a nesting motherfucker. Like you meet a girl and you go from level one to level thirteen, like staying at her house or her staying at For your real? house. It I it that, is yeah. unbelievable. I thought it would be the opposite. It no, is not. You have to train yourself to be a killer again. Yeah. I was so soft, Ope. Like, 
I met a girl. I kissed her. Next thing you know, I'm like, I'll just stay here. And like woke up and got bagels and shit like a real piece of shit. Not a piece of shit, but like the guy that's going to happen. It's going to whatever happens to you is going to happen again. It's like you're in such a system. No kidding. And the girl's the same way. So then I realized I got to either date down age. You know what I mean? Like a millennial like, that gives zero fucks. Right. Right. Which are great. Right. I mean, you literally like there's times I text them and they're in the same room. Like, <laughs> get, and but I, now I use it like it's like a little Rosie the robot. I'm like, right. get me the beer, <laughs> emoji, emoji, emoji. I was gonna say you text them and remind them that you, we're on a date. Actually, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like at the house, but what? But, but what I realized is, what, my first couple of dates, I must have, you know, when I first got divorced, it was scorched earth. You know, maybe, maybe I did a, a magazine of fourteen girls, give or take. Six or seven more, right? like, but just I went through because I had a I had a backlog of girls when I wasn't happily married that were ready to go. Yeah, right. So it was just like horse racing. So the girls that were recently divorced, what a fucking a nightmare, because they were just like me. They were just Susie Homemaker, kind of built into like all this stuff. Yeah, and I would start to start to nest very quickly. Like after two or three days, she's like. Hey, um, they have your favorite socks here. Like, what? Like, they would remember everything. Like, they just want they their wives. They're not girlfriends, right? And it was very, very dangerous. Wow, I was very dangerous. Like, I had a girl. We literally had a, t- a talk about how you know, look, you know, we're free now and do whatever, whatever. She looks at me. She goes, "Did you just text somebody? You missed them right in front of me." I'm like. Well, I miss them. <laughs> you, know, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. The whole thing blew up. The whole it could have been a great relationship. The whole thing exploded because it's just the opposite of what people think. When you're divorced, everything feels like love because you didn't have love for a long time, and it's crazy. I I really had no idea. Yeah, oh, yeah. dude. My, I'm telling my, you, real. I, I thought mean, people that right? my first one, my first out of the gate after after my divorce, uh, I met a girl. We got along great. Um, and, and, you know, oh, she understands me and we, you know, we got along really well and, and yeah, sure. Casual or all that. But in my head, again, uh, all of these holes that I had, you know, these, these were, were filled, all these needs were being met, you know, physically, emotionally, all that shit. That's how you get girls, right? Cause you talk like, you talk like a fucking crazy, like one of those little girls fucking shrinks. All the holes have been filled. Meanwhile, I'm over there winking my gold tooth in the corner. <laughs> Showing and, my finger, uh, but you know, I'd say after a while, it's it's you get you get burned because she's like, no, you're. I'm supposed to. She had to tell me, I'm supposed to be your kind of get back on the horse. I'm your rebound girl. This is not a permanent thing. And I was like, what? But oh, totally, wow. I totally. But my head was so fucked up from the marriage yeah. and from being Catholic and all of this shit that it just, you know, I had to go through. And we're again, we're great friends now because she had to get me to that point. Where I could go through a, a, a point of slang and and, right, and right. all that, and once I got that kind of, you know, I need to find a second wife shit out of my system. Forget it, it was done yeah, for it was, it a was long time. Lethal man, like I I didn't I thought once I was free, physically free, I was going to be good. I made blunders in the beginning. See, and the other thing too, when I when I was getting out of my marriage, I was uh, ten inches heavier. Oh, buddy, I oh. was a. F- <laughs> No, I was a, I was a, I was, a, I was probably a little bit, maybe Tim's size, a little bit bigger at the time. 
Really? I just like a like a just a fat Tony Soprano. I just wow. carried. I was a forty four inch waist. I can't imagine. Um, Man, you guys should have shared the khakis. <laughs> <laughs> little but, taint stain. So then this, you know, I start losing the weight, and this other girl's a paying attention. Roll up for to Robert me. too. I love, I love I love podcast callbacks. <laughs> <laughs> he had the fruit roll up pepperoni oregano flavor. A little Italian Robert. <laughs> a little salty back there. <laughs> we got a little salt lick. Taking a lot of shots today. Take a lot. Uh, you uh, are taking shots. The boner shot was fucking epic. We're just getting giddy now. Yeah, yeah, we're. Having- we're, we're getting giddy. So, but you know, the fact that she was paying attention to me because I wasn't still at my prime, that yeah, that sort of set it. you in a whole other thing. So, wow, with that, why don't we wrap this fucking podcast up? I wanted to talk about Gary Busey, but uh, that's fine. We'll save it for another time. Uh, Unbelievable. Yeah, that Gary Busey, whatever. Uh, I didn't even have to say that, but how I, many breakups have you had? Just like a round number. Um, a lot because I'm I'm a settled down guy. What, do you, what does that mean? I, I've always more or less had a girlfriend. So you don't have a lot of breakups. Well, they, they all broke up, I guess. Right? Yeah, I guess so. Um, I, I want to answer you. Like, probably three good ones. Three good ones. Three good ones. Three good ones. Good. And then a couple, like, yeah. So ten. You're running on a ten breakup average, probably. Uh, no, nah, I probably had a total of, like, five or six uh, relationships my entire life. And it's, you know, then then the typical fool around shit. So, not a lot. I started dating late. I came from a very strict household. And, man, when I, I was set free, I was lost. I have four, four I, breakups. I had to fucking learn fast. Four breakups. Four breakups. All hurt? All devastating one way or another. Yeah, isn't that weird? And now, you, you know. And they molded who I am. Yeah, because then you fast forward, and now we have, you know, now we have time on our side where we're like, oh my god, I, 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 I was, oh my, how I acted after our, you know that thing went wrong. Thank God that thing went wrong. But what's funny is I'm in better shape. You, far- you feel like it's the end of the world. Yeah. When it happens to you, but then you know, having the luxury of time, you realize, oh God, the only one that I didn't hurt me that to happen. The only one that didn't hurt me was my marriage because I knew that it was doomed. So I was kind of whistling on the top deck, looking, waiting for the iceberg to hit the boat. You know what I mean? It didn't bother me. That hurt in another way for you, though. Financially, it was. It well, was and other little pride too. The pride was a few hard. Things. The, the pride was hard. The um, investing time in someone, make you know, taking them from a waitress to a chef to a fucking millionaire is not fun. <laughs> 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 you know, I didn't like that at all. Right. That just made me mad just saying it. See, but that goes back to what you were saying before with, with you know, the, the Gina that was in here on the last episode. I recognize all of those things you're saying, absolutely right. Now, again, partially she's your friend, so already I'm going to stand back. But second, I could see the end of the runway with that, having lived through that kind of thing 16 different times with girls that look just like her because of a type. So Gina's totally your type, dude. Oh, she so you, you so, right. How but much? No. How much time tonight on a level? On a, let's start with an hour. An hour. A base is an hour. Okay. We're starting at an hour. How uh-huh. much time are you going to be on her Instagram? We're starting at an hour. <laughs> you want to go up twenty? You want like an auction? Let's yeah. start at one twenty. One twenty. One twenty. One twenty. One twenty. You just want to make sure that you know. Told two hours, and then I'll the have an excuse. Run. Hi, Gina. This is Robert. I was in the room with Carl and Opie. Oh, yes. And I. Hi. 
And I, my mother made Gina chocolates. And, right. <laughs> and I'm, I'm putting a description together for that podcast. Oh, you can and, totally and do it. I if need, you're smart, you can totally. And I need your name and anything else you'd like to plug. So if yes. you could get back to me, that would be wonderful. You can either leave a message or look out your window. I'm right here. Robert <laughs> <laughs> has a typo, right? So two hours. <laughs> <laughs> two souls. Two hours. That's a fucking good. All right, let's get out of here. Yeah, we're done. That was fun. Anybody need to promote anything? Just um, 888-505-OPIE. That's the hotline. Uh, Joey right. took care of that a long time ago. Yeah. Follow me on Instagram. Yeah. I'm having fun. I'm trying to get to 30,000 followers. I can't. I'm stuck at 29.9. 29.9. It's hard to get uh, new followers on social media. Jesus. That ship is passed. They, they, they trickle in now. But uh, Sabor Chef on Instagram. I'll, I'll tell you, I would put uh, Carl's Instagram game up against almost anyone out there. Will Smith, Will Smith probably has you beat, but he I hope the, so. <laughs> but he has the money. Yeah, he he's does, doing some crazy ass shit as he celebrates his fifty years on this earth. But besides uh, Will Smith, you're right up there with the rest of them. There, Carl. Have some a good more Instagram. chef on Instagram. Yes, the the ru the ru ruizing ruizing's taking off. Yeah, it is. Everyone is fucking tagging you on that. We gotta shit. make a shirt of nooch. We'll do a shirt of nooch. We'll do a hat like a trucker hat. It's easier to sell. Less well, we sizes. need a design. You want these fuckers to come you up do with do hashtag it? Ruizing. That's, That's it? That's it. What font? Pick a cool font. Mm. Like a block font. We'll right? figure something out. Robert will figure Robert it out. Robert will figure it out. And I'll put it up on opradio.com. big hat. Like a big hat. Just one hat. Well, that it way. fits the whole theme. Yeah, Ruizing. We'll yeah, put it up has. on opradio.com. I, I don't want the money. I had a lady. I had a lady. Uh, I saw. It was cool. Yeah, I'm having I'm having a nice quiet dinner with... with uh, with the with the one I think we're gonna settle down for the winter, right? And here comes <laughs> this girl and his wife, this this uh, this dude and his wife, and he sees the girl. He's like, "Whoa, you weren't kidding!" Like he thinks like we're friends from like, the podcast. I'm like, uh, "She knows nothing about what you're talking about." <laughs> right? You know, he's like looking her up and down. You know, they're in their fifties, and this guy's you know, I'm with a girl that couldn't even vote. Jesus, <laughs> 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 what's the voting age? Eighteen. Uh, oh, eighteen. Yeah, you're. Oh right. yeah, she can vote. Yeah, I but, think, or maybe next year. But they they had a shirt on. Was that where you were going with this, or something else? No, I was at I was at dinner at Ruth Chris last night. Oh, okay, I didn't know. And I, they just knew who I was. It's so many. Uh, today I went to Rutz Hot, and people knew who I was. It's getting. It's get. I'm getting to that level where people know who I am. It's yeah. weird. For the record, she could vote. She can vote. We're just gonna say, for the record, she could vote. No, she's 27. Even I, better. I saw. But for 27 to a guy that's 43, you might as well be. Just to wrap it up for my OCD mind, yeah. I I also saw someone was wearing uh, Beyond Reproach. Someone made their own T-shirt. Yeah, oh, on the crew. That's what right? I thought. Yeah. That's what I thought you were getting at. Oh no, 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 no. cool. No, one of yours. Someone else made a Beyond Reproach T-shirt. I saw it. Someone's like they're making their own with yeah, like my that, face that, on. which is awesome. But Carl needs money, you fuck. So <laughs> buy a Carl shirt from OpiRadio.com. I'm not taking any of that fucking money, man. So and we'll get a Ruizing shirt up there soon. We'll do a hat or a hat. Uh, hat's probably better, right? Yeah, less sizes. I always do hats. All right, shirts Fair are enough. a lot of work. Joey, you know what to do. Bow, bow, bow. Wrap it up. Okay, guys. Okay, chef. I had no idea I sounded like Goofy to you. Listen, I've yet to meet any of you face to face at this point, but when I do meet Robert, he's getting a big hug. Not because of how his ex screwed up his head for life, but because of how Greg and Carl pretty much mocked his painful discovery. But I will admit, it kind of made me aroused in a cuck sort of way. And then the childhood stories from Greg's life? Was not expecting that. This has certainly been a very special episode of Opie Radio.
Hey, let's get to the Opie Radio rant line. We asked for some heartbreaking stories, maybe some Disney tips. 888-505. Opie, let's roll them. Yo, Ope, what up? It's Rocky, Super Ugly Show. What up, Joey? Rock. Um, I got a breakup story for you guys. Check this out. All right. Remember back in the day when people actually listened to regular radio? Well, I was driving in the car with an ex-girlfriend. It was 1999. Ex-girlfriend, my best friend in the backseat, driving, listening to the regular radio. It's Valentine's Day, right? So on the radio, they're playing all these requests from guys and girls requesting stuff from their girlfriend, and they're playing the actual audio of these people's calls. So me and my buddy start ripping into it. Like, what kind of fucking loser would do this? You got to be a real asshole to call into some radio station and request a song for your girl. Hello. Just tearing this thing down for a good five minutes. Well, my girl, the whole time, at the time, silent, not saying a word. All of a sudden, we hear, this one's going out to Rocky from Justine. Oh, fuck. She wants to tell you she loves you, and happy <laughs> Valentine's Day. Me and my boy, me and my boy, just starts fucking rolling, <laughs> laughing our balls off in tears. This girl was fuming, Ned. Fuming. I just look at her and go, uh, I guess we're done, huh? She fucking pull up to her house, walks out of the car, slams my fucking car door, motherfucker at me all the way to her fucking door, me and my buddy pull off, losing our minds laughing. One of the funniest breakups I've ever had in my life. I couldn't believe that this fucking girl sat there and made one of those request line fucking things that's why she put the channel on so we could hear it <laughs> yeah me and my boy laughed so fucking hard the rest of the night about this ouch so there's my breakup story oh you rule joey you fucking rock carl everyone knows you're the man bro take it easy guys well, Rock, looks like you fought through it in the end, and uh, you came out ahead. And that's Rock. He's got a podcast called The Super Ugly Show. It's very cool. You can catch Rock at Twitter, and you can get links to his podcast at ROK6611123. Very simple. And if you want to check out his wife like I just did, with all due respect, go to Jessica Rabbit 55 She has a podcast, too, at JessicaRabbit55. Entertaining stuff. They're good kids. I like them. Hey, Opie, uh, this is Chris from upstate New York, uh, Pat Z0915 on Twitter. Uh, have a pretty morbid, well, not morbid, uh, breakup story for you and some tips for Disney. First tip for Disney, don't go. Um, Disney's a waste of time. But if you must go, go the week after the marathon. It is dead the entire week. Let's hear the story. Uh, breakup story. So... In middle school, so what are you, 12, 13 years old, uh, I was dating a girl for about four months and uh, walked in on her fucking her best friend. Oh. Um, yeah, I was a dick punch. So uh, kind of just looked at two of them, shut the door, walked away. Hmm. Flash forward about eight, nine years later, saw the guy in a bar. He was dodging me all night and... Uh, Walked over to him, finally tapped him on the shoulder, looked at him and said, hey, I owe you a beer. Bought him a beer and we talked about that day. We both had a good laugh. So, uh, yeah, that's my breakup story. Oh, and one other thing. Fuck you, Mary. Hey, Greg, it's Dwayne Tillman. I was the first follow-back shout-out in episode 49. I bought a quip. <laughs> Buy two t-shirts, too, man. Uh... Yeah, so yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Joey, take it away. Yeah, I think that's a good idea.
No, we appreciate your support, especially buying the Quip and and the T-shirts. Thank you so much. Let's get a few follow-backs on the board. Follow our friends Fader Knives. Not Fetter Knives like Carl and Greg are saying, but Fader Knives at GBilly. Hashtag fuck Jeff. That's not a knife. That's a knife. Wishing all the best to our friend Rich Butters at Creamy Butters. Get well, buddy. Carly at Pretty Plus More. Yes. Looks like you were having a little fun with our Rich Butters on Twitter. Hmm. What's going on there? Did OP Radio make a love connection? At Brett underscore Shavers. Thanks for following on Twitter. Thanks for your support. Let's do one more and get back to some calls. Rob at Vet059. Hey, Joey, waiting for a pic of Gina. Well, they're out there now. And to me, she looked a little like Ralph Macchio's sister. Or even Ralph Macchio. Can I just get a high on the podcast? Yeah, hi. I bought a Quip toothbrush. Listen to every show as soon as it's posted. Good, good, good. Wish you happy birthday. Thank you. Did the survey. <laughs> Wonderful. Supported Opie since he syndicated in Philly. Well, there you go. And I'll say it again. Rob at Vet059. Thank you. Back to the calls. And my name is Thomas, and I'm calling from the state of Connecticut. And I want to rant about how iPhones are getting too expensive, you know? I love Apple and everything, but iPhones are getting way too expensive. I mean, if you go to the store and if you buy an iPhone, you've got to pay $1,000 if you want to pay, <laughs> if you want to, you know, get an iPhone 8, for example, or something, or an iPhone 10. You've got to pay $1,000. And then you've got to add in the Apple Care Plus if you want it. And your gigabytes on your phone. I mean, Madonna me. <laughs> It's so expensive, and I'm tired of these fucking prices going up. <laughs> my own to me. You remind me of my hometown, Brooklyn. Now, uh, a little bit out of left field. I mean, we played it because Apple's big in the news right now, and I'm in the market for a new iPhone. I still have the iPhone 6 Plus because of what you just said. Man, the prices are just getting out of hand. And yeah, I got to put $1,000 aside for a new phone if I want the Apple. There are alternatives, though. Let's take one more for today. I just want to say I love the show. I love what you and Carl are doing out there. And I also want to say, don't forget to feed Nana. And don't forget to go to the link in the description of this episode, where it's www.podsurvey.com. And you'll be able to take that little survey. It takes less than five minutes. You'll give us some feedback. We'll match you up with some great sponsors. We'll be more in tune with the content you want to hear at Opie Radio. Thanks again for going to Apple, giving us five stars, leaving comments. And hey, if everybody takes one episode that they like, share it with one friend, we'll double our audience in about a day. Once again, Joey Salvia for the Westwood One Podcast Network's Opie Radio.
from the Westwood One Podcast Network.